93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Wednesday, August 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Firefighters have brought under control a blaze that engulfed a West Philadelphia church, causing portions of the building to collapse and sending one person to a hospital. The three-alarm blaze erupted at the Greater Bible Way Temple at 52nd and Warren Streets just before 3 o'clock yesterday. Philadelphia Fire Commissioner Adam Thiel says at least one person was transported to an area hospital for unknown injuries. There were workers on the roof at the time of the fire. Witnesses say that Benjamin Peterson, the pastor of the church, was trying to help the worker put out the fire, uh, but it got out of control. Firefighters worked feverishly to save the church that was built in 1904. The church also operates as a shelter for about 15 to 20 senior citizens. Portions of the building collapsed internally or into the street. There was no immediate word on a possible cause, and the Red Cross of Eastern Pennsylvania and other local agencies are assisting firefighters and the church. Philadelphia police are searching for two suspects responsible for stealing $30,000 worth of electronics from a school in the city uh, city's Germantown section. Police say that the series of thefts happened at the Germantown Friends School between August 5th and August 9th. The suspects got away with 16 Mac mini computers, desktop computers, an iPad, and two 60-inch TVs. That sucks. Police describe one of the suspects as in his mid to late teens who was wearing a dark color hooded sweatshirt, dark color jeans, red sneakers, and carrying a dark colored champion brand backpack. The, sus- the second suspect is believed to be in his mid to late teens. He was wearing a light gray colored hooded jacket and dark colored pants. The two suspects left the scene on foot and were last seen with the items on Germantown Avenue. Police said anyone with information about the suspects or the theft is asked to contact police. At the Cherry Hill School Board meeting on Tuesday night, the tuna fish proposal was the discussion. Current district policy states that if a student owes $10 or more in back lunches, the student is served an alternative meal of a tuna sandwich on wheat bread, milk or juice, and a choice of fruits and vegetables. That's a pretty good lunch. Cherry Hill East High School student uh, body uh, the president uh, student body president Oliver Adler called the policy horrifying though Steve they said e- it's easily recognizable uh, so when someone has the tuna fish sandwich then they know uh, this you know this person oh. didn't pay their their back lunches uh, and maybe restrict their uh, selections from the wine list. <laughs> <laughs> then right? they wouldn't know. Yeah. But I mean, then what's the alternative? Mm-hmm. Just have whatever you want? Well, I mean, if, if they, uh, if they're. Don't, don't people just, in, don't, don't people bring tuna sandwiches to lunch anyway? Yeah, but this is like what's served at school. So oh. if you're carrying the school lunch with the tuna, uh, you know, you know, that I guess the other, they're saying the other kids will know. It's kind of like a badge of shame. <laughs> they should give them like a, a full on porterhouse steak. Yeah. You know, like a really awesome over the top right. menu item. But it's made of rubber. But is this with like the Scarlet letter, almost. Yeah, yeah right? that's exactly what the one scar- of the mothers said. Yeah, oh, really? Sandwich. Yeah. yeah. The scarlet letter T. <laughs> yeah, at the at the meeting last night, that's exactly what one of the mothers said. Gase. Okay, well, freaking pay your bill then. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying. already getting a free education, you know. So uh... at the board meeting, each board member spoke on the issue. Uh, uh, not really. <laughs> Taxes going towards. Yeah, the I, was about, either, right? I just said no. You're not really going to pay. Education. We all pay for it. Yeah, okay, but, but uh, just pay for it in tuna. Uh, at the board meeting, <laughs> each member spoke on the issue, which was deemed complex. The Cherry Hill School District has a budget of $216 million and ranks one of the wealthiest districts in the state. Though the policy uh, dated back, or adopted back in 2017 is in accordance with state guidelines, many say it doesn't make it right. Uh, now the policy states that if the account goes above $20, if a student owes uh, $20 or more, they actually don't have to be served a meal at all. Do what I did in the eighth grade. I, I lived on uh, every day uh, pickles and iced tea. Yeah. 
<laughs> I swear to God. You know what? But is, my, that, but, is that what she gave was, you? To yeah, take was like, I was like, but I liked it. I, I, I don't, I would love to go back to my mindset that I thought, Pickles and iced tea would be a good lunch. Perfect. Right, right. And because I, I never wanted to eat that much. Like, I don't, I'm not a big lunch eater. So, yeah, pickles and iced tea. That'll I was good. never a buyer. I always brought, you know, a brown Did you? bag yeah, yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this a little later. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I, I think there's a decent amount of material in bringing your lunch to school. All right, well, then let's do sports now. All right. <laughs> Reese Hoskins flubbed a routine throw in the ninth inning, turning what appeared to be an inning-ending double play into a go-ahead run for the Pittsburgh Pirates in a 5-4 win over the Phillies last night at the ballpark. After a pair of one-out uh, one walks by Hector Neris, Kevin Newman hit a grounder to second baseman Cesar Hernandez that should have been a double play ball. Hernandez flipped to Gene Segura for a, four, uh, for a force at second, and the shortstop threw a strike to Hoskins that would have finished the inning, but he seemed to close his mitt too early, and the ball smacked off the letter and rolled away. The series wraps up tonight, and game time is an hour earlier than usual, 6.05. Vince Velasquez will get the start. Carly Lloyd's 55-yard field goal at the Eagles practice last week generated enough buzz that the soccer star said she's now considering offers from the NFL teams to explore kicking. Lloyd Just like-, like Kathy Ireland. Yeah, you're right. An unnecessary roughness. (laughs) Uh, She likely won't try to make this happen this season, according to her coach, uh, James Galanis. He told ESPN that if uh, if Lloyd pursues football, it would be with an eye toward training for the 2020 season. He added, if she's going to do this, she'll do it. She'll train in the offseason. She'll get herself ready so that she doesn't just do it for the sake of doing it. Uh, He also said that two NFL teams have expressed serious interest in Lloyd but declined to name the teams out of deference to ongoing conversations. I mean, pound for pound. Kicking is all she does. I yep. mean, that's you know, sure. and this is a beautiful kick that they. That's uh, why those soccer yeah, guys yeah. end up being you yeah. know, place kickers. Yeah, yeah. I remember in high school, our uh, one of the the soccer players came out and and kicked for the football team. They would like yep. pull them back and forth to the to two yeah. different sports. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to midweek, dear friends. A Wednesday. A couple things we like to do on Wednesdays: have a secret text word ready for your uh, winning enjoyment, and we have a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks. The out. Law Music Festival, Willie Nelson and Fam, Rate, Government Mule, and more on I, September 13th at The Man. That sounds like a good show. It sounds like a really good show. I uh, Willie Nelson's a legend. Yeah. I've always loved Bonnie Raitt. I mean, she's she's actually a really great blues musician. She's awesome. Uh, besides some of the uh, the pop uh, stuff that she had, but uh, she's she's a, has an amazing voice. Uh, Government Mule, I don't know much about, but I know, you know, Aren't of they? them. Are they like a jam band? Yeah, I mean, like Southern like a, Jam Band, uh, okay, Warren yeah. Haynes and right. uh, and crew. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not like uh, super into them. Uh, you know, people just assume because I love fish that I'm like all into jam bands and stuff like that. But, but you're getting little samples of each. Yeah. Uh, so we will have your chance to win these tickets. Text word secret 239333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word. The designated caller wins those tickets and we'll grab a random texter as well. So why not? Go for it. We also have the return of a not-your-average listener with a really lousy theme song that none of us have heard yet. Casey did a new one, Uh, so we'll have that a little bit later on, and uh, we'll find out the story of our not-your-average listener around uh, 8.15 or so. So we'll need your help uh, to listen to the story and then vote on whether or not you think that person deserves our cash prize that we have. Yeah, we don't vote. It's up to you. 
Yep. And we also have from uh, the Greater Philadelphia Film Office, uh, Sharon Pinkinson is stopping in today, and she'll tell us about some of the TV shows and movies that are being shot in and around the area and what celebs you might keep an eye out for, because there's always some stuff going on. You may just not know it. Yeah, Idris Alba was in town. That's correct. Cool. So we also have our friends from Sequoia Outback stopping in. Uh, we have a meet-and-eat with those guys today, so I'll get you some of the details a little bit later on about that and more. Uh, these things are taking place, but we also have... The lesson question coming up, I have a musical question to ask you this morning. We'll test your knowledge in the mm-hmm. world of music and uh, some entertainment stories report, uh, to report as well. We'll come back in just a moment with every little bit of that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For the stupid question, we give away a pair of tickets. Game of Thrones live concert experience September 12th at the Man. So the question that I have for you, I said I had a musical question for you. What song by the group America mentions Purple Rain? 215263 WMMR. Mm-hmm. What song by America, the band America, mentions Purple Rain? 215263 WMMR. Call yeah. now if you know the answer. You know, it was my first concert ever. No, I did in not. In the know. round? Yeah. At the Westbury Music Fair. Was it enjoyable? It rocked. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> uh, so, some birthdays today on Wednesday, August 28th include actor Army Hammer, uh, movies like uh, The Social Network, The Lone Ranger, The Man from Uncle. Uh, he's 33 today. He has some hits and some misses. Uh, he was supposed to be. The long-standing rumor was that he was going to show up at the end of the Justice League as the Green Lantern. Oh. And then nothing happened with yeah. him. Hmm. Uh, it's Jack Black's birthday today. Yeah. And a big one for Jack. He turns 50 years old today. Wow. I didn't know I had a year on Jack. Uh, he's a professional kid. He's amazing. He's great. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. You know, I started, I was doing a little bit of looking around on the internet for his thing with, uh, Jack White. Did that ever surface? The, Not that I saw. There was, a, there was a whole video that they yep. had put together about getting together and all that sort of stuff, but, um. Nothing as of yet. No. I saw him most recently at the, uh, the Nickelodeon, the Kids Choice Awards or Teen Choice Awards or right. whatever the hell it was. I was he there? Uh, I, I don't think even he knew why he was there, but he was there. Oh, Jack Black has a like a universal appeal. Uh, yep. The tenacious D stuff, it's like is, ice cream, is uh, the tenacious D stuff is definitely geared towards adults. But then you know he's in Goosebumps and yeah, that's right. Uh, he was in Jumanji movie. and yeah. yep. There you yep. go. And yep. they have that next Jumanji movie. Uh, <laughs> I think they they already wrapped filming on that, so that I, I believe that might come out next year. I'm not 100 percent sure. But he's awesome. He's 50 today. Also celebrating the 50th birthday, Jason Priestley. Enjoying uh, that resurgence of Beverly Hills 90210, whatever that is. <laughs> no, B, uh, BH 90210. BH. Uh, six episodes. I have a DVR. Is it finally, did they air that final episode, Kathy? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't okay. watch it. All right. Sorry. I, I've been following it along. And they, But the funny thing is in, that, in the reboot series, Preston, they sort of make light of his he's had one or two maybe three incidents in public where people have come at him or like in self-defense or he and he punched people and so they make that part huh? of the deal and it's funny because he's kind of a smaller guy but he'll yeah he'll take a swing at people he'll throw down uh 50 years old today actor daniel stern <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
It's the best. From Home Alone. Yep. So good. One of the wet bandits. Uh, the recently, within the past month or so, um, City Slickers has been popping up on cable. And I've watched it a couple of times. And I really enjoy that. It movie. holds up. A, it holds it up. Holds B, up. he is the ultimate sad sack yep. in, the, in the movie. He's also in a great movie called Diner, mm-hmm. where he, he puts his... Um, his uh, soon-to-be wife through a sports quiz test before he marries her just to make sure she's the right stuff. And one of his early films, Breaking Away. Fantastic. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. He's 62 today. David Soul. Whoa! Hutch of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah! 76 years old today. Also star of the Salem's Lot miniseries. Oh. One of my favorites of all time. Super well done. Yeah. Really scary, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he's 76 today. Uh, Olympic gold medal winning figure skater Scott Hamilton is 61 years old today. It's the first person I ever saw do a backflip on ice skates. Amazing, yeah. yeah. He's a tiny little thing. And he can just a, he's just a little guy. throw his body all over the place on skates. So Scott Hamilton is 61 today. Uh, actor Billy Boyd, he's been here in our studio before. Uh, Lord of the Rings, he was Pippin uh, in that uh, series. Uh, and he's also in uh, Master and Commander. Yes, uh, he yeah. He's one of the you know helmsmen, I believe. So, so I'm watching uh, CNN's. Uh, they have this series uh, on the movies, and uh, they they talk about Lord of the Rings and how what a staggering. If you look back at it now, the three films, what a staggering achievement! A- amazing. All of the quality they were at. Yep. Uh, Billy Boyd, 51 today. Shania Twain. Shania. Yeah. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girls. Uh, Shania Twain is 54 years old today. I fell hard for her when she hit, man. That bare midriff stuff, Ooh. that was rocking. And um, she's coming back, right? Don't Starting up the career again? Do not know. That's the word. She's a wonderful show and a, gra- a shape and a great voice and had some big hit records. She's uh, 54 years old today. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Stifler's mom, <laughs> uh, Legally Blonde, Best in Show, Mighty Wind. Uh, she's great. What's her best role? Is it Best in Show? Of those? So freaking funny? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We both like soup. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit there for hours and not talk. We can not talk for hours. <laughs> she's great. Yep. Uh, so she's celebrating her 56th birthday today. Uh, singer Leanne Rhymes. Oh, um, is uh, 37 years old today. Got into a uh, sort of tumultuous divorce and other woman scenario with Eddie Cibrian, I think is That's the actor's it, name. Yeah. You remember when, when she first popped on the scene? She was like 11 years she, old. You're right. She was like a and, phenom. And she could hit these notes and she had this, she was just a great singer. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 37th birthday today. Squintier eyes. Her or... Um, <laughs> Or uh, Renee, no, Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Renee yeah. Zellweger, though, yeah. okay. post whatever happened, and yeah. she says nothing happened. We believe something happened that her eyes were uh, opened up. It might be Leanne Ram- Leanne Rhymes at this point. I don't know, but uh, Renee Zellweger had uh, eye opening. Uh, yeah, we- she. Yeah, right. She had something. She was just. I just watched a show she was in. I I can't remember the damn name of it. Uh, it was on Netflix. Um, and yeah, like it, at first, I actually had to look up. To see if it was her, like yeah. I looked on IMDb to see if it was her uh, playing that role. But yeah, her eyes look much bigger, I think rounder. I think that look is cute when when somebody smiles in their eyes. Yes, uh, you know, I love it. Their eyes go like that. So uh, Leanne Rhymes, thirty seven today, and last birthday I saw a uh, great director David Fincher. So many great movies: Seven, Fight Club, Zodiac, Ugh. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. And Mindhunter, which I've been binging. It's great show. It's First season, right? Phenomenal. We just finished it last night. Oh, he did night. that? 
It's what it says here. Mine. He did the pilot, I believe. Oh. So uh, he is celebrating his 57th birthday today. So yeah, does it say anything on his IMDb? He's definitely it? a producer of it. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, and a director as well. Yeah. Nice. You got to start with uh, George Lucas. He was uh, like um, uh, an assistant cameraman on uh, Return of the Jedi, and then he worked on Temple Doom or or okay. uh, um, uh, Lost Crusade. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's how that's how we got to start. Nice. Uh, David Fincher. Is uh, 57 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, what song by the band America mentions Purple Rain? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And let's go to Kevin. See if he knows. Hey, Kev. Hey, Preston. How you doing? Good, buddy. All right, what song by the band America mentions Purple Rain? I am the alligator lizard from Ventura Highway. That is correct. Alligator lizards in the air. I love that song. Hang on a second. Kevin, we'll get your information. There you go. Play it for you, Steve. Uh, We're going to give you a a pair of tickets for the Game of Thrones live concert experience, September 12th. It's man. Music by Raymond Jawadi. And tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Yeah, this is a great tune, man. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Uh, all right, so let's get into some of the entertainment stories that I have for you here. Lori Laughlin and husband uh, Mossimo Giannulli made their first court appearance in months in Boston. They each waived their right to separate attorneys and will share lawyers in the case that will put them on trial for their That's alleged adorable. involvement in the college admissions scandal. When couples share lawyers, Preston. Latham and Watkins LLP represents both of them. And uh, Judge warned them that sharing legal representation poses potential, he said, and I think even actual conflicts of interest. Huh. Uh, Latham and Watkins also represents University of Southern California, which, of course, they allegedly tried to defraud. Still, the judge is allowing them to proceed with a shared firm. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, because Laughlin and Giannulli failed to make a deal with prosecutors in April, unlike many other parents, including fellow actress Felicity Huffman, in exchange for a relatively light prison sentence, they now face two charges that carry a maximum 20 years each if convicted. Bold legal move. <clears throat> Huffman, uh, meanwhile, is facing about four months in prison in exchange for a guilty plea. Uh, so they're sharing lawyers. I don't know what that's going to mean, but... Um, yeah, so I'll be curious to see how this plays out. And, and usually you kind of listen to what the judge is telling you, but they're sticking to their plan. <laughs> see how it plays out. Uh, this kind of... I, I've never really wanted to get stuck in an elevator. I have before. It's not fun, but this would be pretty cool because Jason Momoa was stuck in this elevator with people for a right, yeah. hours. Yep, the 40-year-old... He seems like a chill guy. Uh, the 40-year-old got stuck in an elevator at the La Her- uh, Hermitage Hotel, Hermitage. Hermitage. Hermitage, Hermitage Hotel in Vancouver, Canada. What if he was the only one who lost his, uh, his mind? His ass, yeah. We're all gonna die! You're a man. I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm pregnant. You're not pregnant. You're a man. I found the baby's kicking. Uh, so he was in there with his dog and a group of friends on Monday. The dog ate the friend. And documented the two-hour episode on social media. Stuck in the elevator for two hours. Two hours. My wife was trapped in, in, in an elevator in Puerto Rico for about an hour. And uh, they uh, were able to open up the top of the elevator and lower down, like, hand down bottles of champagne and stuff while they were getting Aww, yeah. champagne? Yeah, just to get That's it. awesome. Yeah. I think uh, Burke Kreischer's daughter was just stuck in an elevator, too. Really? Yeah, I believe he posted about it on Instagram. Yeah, because he wanted to thank the firefighters who helped her get out. Okay. 
That was at his house, though, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know where the photo was taken, but he wrote, uh, so Isla got stuck in an elevator at an open house this afternoon, and these gentlemen helped her out. Thank you so much to the fire station 88. Okay. Uh, so in the video, Jason Momoa says, well, we're stuck in an elevator. The fire department really doesn't want to show up. Uh, later, the group jokes about who that they, who they're going to eat first and mention that they have a bag of peanut M&Ms to share in the meantime. <laughs> and they also uh, had a good time with some uh, music Beastie Boys Sabotage was playing. Uh, when Momoa's stunt team showed up to help, uh, they still couldn't make their way out and managed to break a portion of the elevator ceiling during their escape <laughs> attempt. Of course. Uh, and he said, uh, Momoa joked, uh, just trying to get out, trying to be like Die Hard, but this didn't work out according to plan. Every time I hear a story like this, I think of the uh, the Shyamalan-produced movie Devil. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Do you think anybody in that in that uh, elevator was Satan? Was Satan? It's I possible. I don't know. He Maybe. would have mentioned it in the story, though, wouldn't he? Uh, it's unclear how they were freed as that portion of the adventure was not documented. And of course, there was a couple of stories last week of uh, some elevator mishaps. One guy died. Oh, yeah. One guy took a nine-story fall and survived. And then another guy was crushed when they... Uh, Trying to get out. Yeah, elevator. So you don't want to. You need to wait. Stay. Yeah, you, so you. You. Uh... Yeah, I messed up. I tried to. I, I crawled out of an elevator that was in between floors, and afterwards, people were like you shouldn't do that. I'm You're like, not Jason Momoa. I didn't think about that. Uh, Kate Middleton and Prince William are officially changing the name of the charity they shared with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. The Fab Four announced the official split earlier this year, saying that they were opting to take divergent paths with their charities. Oh, they're calling it Goop, right? Uh, no. <laughs> the unified charitable arm was previously known as the Royal Foundation when it was founded in 2009 by William, Kate, and Harry. Uh, Megan joined after marrying Harry in uh, 2018, and the name was changed to the Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. This is a very long title. Now it has been changed to the Royal Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, according to the documents published by Company's House. We do this because Queeby was already taken. In July, Megan and Harry announced the creation of Sussex Royal, the foundation for Duke and Duchess, for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Aren't they all basically doing the same thing? The beneficiaries are all kind of the same? I'm not sure. Why don't they, amal- why don't they be like, like Beatrice, a Beatrice corporation, and just amalgamate everything? The palace said in a statement earlier this year, both couples will continue to work together on projects in the future, including on the foundation's mental health program, Heads Together. Uh, sources tell people that because of William's constitutional obligation as their heir to the throne... He has less less flexibility in charity choices. New dad Harry is now married, has started a family, and is not constitutionally bound. Hmm. And it is a natural progression. Also, stylistically, their approaches are reportedly different with the Cambridges taking a top-level approach and the Sussexes getting more involved on the ground. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That's the way I know that it'd be. And uh, the Queen, I know uh, she's still going great guns, though we had heard rumors that she might step down and let Charles be... King for a while. Haven't heard any rumblings of that as of late. She so. wants to get into acting, action films. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah, she loved this... the new uh, Rock and uh, Jason yeah. Statham movie. Yeah. She'd like to be the third part of that. Uh... Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. Hobbs and, and Shaw and the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs, Shaw, and the Queen. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Look, I'm pressing his face into the iris reader. <laughs> Isn't this funny? <laughs> 
Uh, Gigi Hadid hit the red carpet at the 2019 MTV Video Music Awards with her sister, Bella Hadid. But afterwards, oh. she and her new man, Tyler Cameron, were getting cozy. Ho, ho. Does yeah. Hannah B. know about this? I think she probably does now. Yeah. yeah well, G- you reported it, and I know she listens to us. Gigi and Bachelorette alum Tyler have been spending quite a bit of time together, prompting speculation that they are getting serious. Uh, Gigi and Tyler party with Taylor Swift, who reportedly greeted them with a big hug. Hi! And they also reportedly <laughs> kissed at the after party at the Moxie Hotel and rubbed elbows with Bella Ansel Elgort, Halsey, and uh, Haley Kyoko. I like that Halsey. Yeah. Uh, sources, a source tells E it was a fun, intimate group. Gigi's friends seemed very familiar with Tyler and comfortable around him. He and Gigi were touchy-feely and very cute all night. Well, they're rubbing elbows. Yeah, they're so cute. Touchy and feely and all that stuff. I bet you this is serious or as serious as they can get. I guess so. So uh, that continues. Dwayne Johnson and wife Lauren uh, Hashtian are sharing pictures from their stunning Hawaii uh, wedding ceremony. Uh, Hashtian shared pictures of themselves with their daughters, Jasmine, who is three, and Tia, who is one. And uh, The Rock commented on one post, my heart, of Jasmine tossing flower petals into the air. Aww. So they were they had a good time. Did they have any pictures of the uh, the consummation? No, that yeah. hasn't come out yet. This is me really getting up on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> splitting her in half. They gotta, they gotta get that back from Regis Philbin <laughs> right. uh, photos. Rock, move a little to the left. I can't see the vet. He's always right there in the bedroom. Uh, did you guys hear that Leslie Jones has quit Saturday Night Live? I did. Yeah. We just had her on a few weeks ago. It was a fun interview. It was. I feel like we're bad luck for people that no, are she's, currently on Saturday she, Night Live. Well, no, she quit, dude. She quit. Yeah. She didn't get let go. She quit. She's uh, after five year, five seasons, according to reports. A source told Page Six, Leslie has chosen to depart as she has several upcoming projects in the works, and she thought that it was the right time to go. She does have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like her, though, and I l- really, anytime she shows up in a skit, I'm, you know, I usually like that skit, so I'm kind of bummed out about it. But look that. at her trajectory. She started as a writer. Mm-hmm. They um, So they threw her on the weekend update once or twice because they were light for stuff. She took off, and now here she is. But it's um, a lot of times they try to juggle both the series and the movies for as long as they can go. But I think she's she's been bombarded with so many opportunities that she's saying this is not going to work. Uh, Kate McKinnon, meanwhile, will return. I have an observation about Kate McKinnon. Anybody else see yesterday, the movie? No, no. but I hear she's great. Did you see it? No, yeah. Nick, did you see it? I haven't it? seen it yet, no. Uh, I found her very distracting in it. Really? Oh. Yeah. Because, because you knew who she was or she, her because, acting? Because she seemed like she was playing an SNL role okay. in a movie. Yeah, that, I, I can see that. And, and I'm like, and she's great. She's I mean, great. She's insanely talented as a comedic actress, but I was like, too much. I was like, mm, is she in the movie a lot? Too. Yeah, she's in it a lot. Okay, and she was, I, and I just is she like I, his agent? Uh, she's a manager. Okay, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and I'm like, mm. I know what you mean. I'm like, reel it back just a smidge, just a smidge. But I mean, the, I, the movie I give up 100 percent thumbs up all the way. It was great, but I found her just a tiny bit distracting. Well, what you're also dealing with is you're dealing with other people you don't know in the cast, or a couple of them at least, or no, no less. Well, Ed Sheeran was in it, and he he honestly was really good. Was he? He, yeah? he wasn't, even though he was playing his himself. But yeah, uh, but anyhow, I don't want to. Anywho, I don't want to talk down against her, but I just did find it a little, mm, and I like her a lot. So anyhow, SNL—that's where she belongs. She's anyway. phenomenal on that show. 
Mr. Robot will kick off the final season on Sunday, October 6th on USA Network. The final 13-episode season is set during the 2015 Christmas holiday. It's going to lead into Mrs. Robot Preston, who is the maid for the Jetsons. Oh, Rosie. Yeah. In a sneak peek, uh, Elliot, who is Rami Malek, and Mr. Robot, Christian Slater, are seen riding in a New York City subway as they head back to work. Um, And apparently Mr. Robot warns, you go down this path, it'll never end. It will always be something else, another symbol to destroy, more people to save. This is an endless war. What you're about to do is crossing the line. Before you know it, you'll be dressing as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Mr. Robot's about. I've never seen it. He's sort of a... uh, It's a a good show, really good show. And he's sort of a... um... Like a hero hacker, okay. Like a tech guy, and and uh, Christian Slater is. Christian Slater's that, and so okay. is Rami Malek's character. Okay. I uh, am an idiot, and I hear Mr. Robot, and I think that Robot Chicken. That's exactly me what too. I, think. I yeah. always think, oh, we're talking about an animated show on yeah. uh, Cartoon Network, and it's not that <laughs> because I'm a moron. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, so you know what? It's not that big a jump. We're morons. Okay, no, no, I, I support I, you. I feel better, Robot Chicken. I keep hearing though uh, that the third season is. Just amazing television, and I haven't made it there oh. yet. I, I've only did Leslie Jones tell you that he, she didn't. I can't read. All right, all right, enough said. Uh, Lizzie McGuire is returning, and so is Hillary Duff's uh, pre-babe bod. Ahead of her daughter's first birthday, she shared an image of herself on Instagram stories, saying, "I have been working really hard to get back to my pre-baby body before Banksy turned a year." Banksy. A kid's name is Banksy? Huh. Or is it maybe Banks and she, that's a nickname. I don't really know. Uh, she said that it was my goal and I did it. So good on you, Hillary Duff. You did it. <laughs> you did it. You're all ready for Lizzie McGuire. Um, on Monday night, some of the stars of Sopranos presented the Best Pop Award to the Jonas Brothers. At the 2019 MTV Video Music Awards. It was magical. The audience clearly didn't know who anyone was. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Segler, Drea DiMatteo, and Vincent Pastore took the stage. Uh, Segler to- when did the- When did Sopranos end? 2006. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. long ago? Yeah. Or six or seven, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm re-watching all of it. Ladies and gentlemen from the Sopranos. <laughs> the crowd's like, what? Yeah, the- and the- those three... Are odd people to choose too. Yeah, uh, I mean, Jimmy Lynn Sigler was was in it throughout. But spoiler alert for a season that ended or a series that ended 13 years ago, the other two didn't make it. And the pet turtle from the show too. Uh, so Sigler told ET of the reunion, uh, "We're where it all started in Jersey. So how cool that uh, <laughs> that the Sopranos want to be here." Uh, and she told ET, "We're representing a lot of cast members that aren't here." Uh, but but I get to be with Drea and Vinny. It's so cool, she said. Did you like giving an award? <laughs> she apparently did enjoy giving out an award, especially since it was for the best pop award and it went to best. the. We we have music on my homeworld, where I work as a botanist. Do you have any big stars on your home planet? Of oh, music, yeah. Music stars? Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> he's an opera singer. So he's a singer on your yeah, home. Yeah, yes. Wow. Okay. And Cisco is a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> we have to visit E.T.'s yeah, home oh, world some, sure. someday. I think it would be a wonderful thing. 
Uh, Netflix is sharing the first look at David Michaud's, I don't know if that's how you say his name or not, David Michaud's The King, starring uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the Shakespearean. Well, there you go. Maybe, you Sis- go. maybe Cisco's going to be in go. it. The Sh- Shakespearean adaptation will premiere at the Venice Film Festival on September second. He's the new. Um, he's the new it guy. As far is as- he? Oh yeah, yeah. Who, Timothy Chalamet or yep. this guy? Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. The trailer looks awesome. I watched it yesterday, and uh, it's it looks like uh, Braveheart. Uh, Chalamet plays With e. King Henry V. <laughs> I didn't see E.T. E.T. is it? Absolutely. As, his, as Braveheart. His face painted blue. <laughs> Are you ready to die? Uh, Chalamet plays uh, King Henry V as he navigates uh, palace politics, war, and his personal life. Uh, Joel Egerton, Robert Pattinson, Sean Harris, Lily Rose Depp. Bring me a flag in the Reese's Pieces. And uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, also star Netflix will release the film later on this fall. So Netflix is apparently desperate to get an Oscar uh, nomination, to get a movie that they have produced, you know, the way Amazon Prime has with, like, Manchester by the Sea and all that stuff. Well, they've been nominated. I mean, uh, Beast of the whatever. Uh, there was Of the Burden? No, Beast of the Burden. Um, to win an Oscar. To win an Oscar, yeah, yeah but to be nominated... Uh, they they have already been nominated. Right, okay. Beast of the what was it about? You know, um, or you just know the name? Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, cheese and crackers. Why can't I think of the Beast name of the Cheese and Crackers? I, I want to say it's like Beast of the Nation. Um, <laughs> of no nation. <laughs> of no nation. That's what it is. Okay. And the winner is Beast of the Cheese and Crackers. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're they're <laughs> the money they were the movie they were banking on the Irishman. Okay. Yeah, which was originally the Irishman and cheese and crackers. <laughs> can't say anything in this room, man. <laughs> you just can't. You just... <laughs> I just love the idea, of beast of the cheese and crackers. <laughs> There's another one too. <laughs> All right, what is it? I think, I think Casey and I are doing our own show. <laughs> oh, you, you were you know, talking about cheese and crackers? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, Beast of No Nation was one that was nominated. <laughs> and then there was another one. What was the actual one. movie title case? It was the Beast of Beast of No Nation. Okay. And then there was another one with maybe with Alfred Woodward. Woodard. 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 <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Alfred Woodard. Do you know what that one is, Nick? Uh, no, I don't. It will haunt us. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll look it up because that's what I do. Mm. <laughs> You don't know all this stuff? No. See. Souls of the PB&Js. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Betty White is keeping things fresh. The 97-year-old has been snagged as a key attraction in NBC's push to bring a broader audience to Sunday Night Football. What? They're really putting <laughs> Wait, a lot what? behind this. They're putting Betty White on Sunday Night Football? A new promo features Betty talking about a September matchup between uh, the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. And she tells viewers there's only one thing more badass in this year's kickoff, and you're looking at her. I, If you want people to watch or you want to go in a different direction, put her out for one play. Yeah. Put, put her, her on the field. There, yeah. Put Mud her on a special team. <laughs> exactly. Just one, you know, yeah. punt, maybe punt returner. Sure. Something like why that. not? You know? Uh, <laughs> punt returner. Uh, hit, her, hit her so hard that her head, like in slow motion... <laughs> Like, that scene in the Omen where the glass cuts the guy's head off. And yes. it spins over and over. 
she's in a like a Snickers commercial, right? Yeah, she where, is. Yeah, so yeah okay. where you're you, you have your Snickers and you're not yourself. Uh-huh. Until you have and, your Snickers, and I right, think yeah. she gets hit pretty hard in that commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mudbound that... was the other name of the uh, the other Netflix show, yeah. by the way. Mudbound. Mud yeah. I couldn't. I I tried to watch it, mm-hmm. but it was literally I couldn't understand what. Some people were saying mm-hmm. it's a uh, Cohen brothers, it a really, right? Yeah, it was a really thick accent, and uh, and I just I bailed on it. But apparently, it's supposed to be really good. All right, uh, one last story. Angelina Jolie is opening up and giving fans a rare peek into her personal struggles. Uh, the ma- uh, the malevolent, Maleficent star. That's all we ever hear about are her personal struggles. Frequently plays powerful, strong women. Uh, you can look for her as Thena in Marvel's upcoming Eternals. Uh, but she's the first to admit that she often feels anything but. She said, I'm like yeah. everybody. Uh, and especially these last few days haven't been the easiest, and I haven't felt very strong. Uh, there's something when you're not feeling very strong where you push yourself. My tummy hurts. <laughs> she said, and I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to play these kind of characters that pull out every bit of strength that I have and that remind me that I can be strong. I know of a porn actor. He plays a character that pulls out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Peter North. Yeah, Peter North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his whole bread. That's his cheese and crackers. <laughs> uh, you want some whiz? <laughs> you wanted got... you wanted wit? Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of rope, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Uh so <laughs> The 44-year-old has, of course, been married and uh, mired, I'm sorry, in a highly public split from Brad Pitt. They were married and mired, (laughs) with whom she shares six children. Uh, There have been public uh, accusations of media manipulation and dysfunctional behavior between both sides. I love uh, her in Maleficent. Uh, I I am learning now about the Eternals. I was not uh, well-versed. Yeah, I need to look that info up before diving in. I sent you an article over yesterday about the Black Knight, I guess it is. The, okay. Yeah, so that some of these characters. But, um, yeah, I think I think this is good casting. And, you know, stop and think about it. Had those movies, had the Marvel movies not generated the amount of uh, critical praise and audience responses they had, you wouldn't be getting people like Angelina Jolie yep. yeah. at this level signing on board. But everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's the, uh, speaking of uh, women in in, uh, awesome superhero roles, when is Wonder Woman coming out in 1984? So, I'm I'm dying for the next one. I think it's next year. I think it's 2021. They pushed it back. No, it's 2020. They pushed it back. Yeah, yeah. But it was going to be this year. Okay. And they pushed it back to June of next year. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Uh, But going back to Jolie for a moment, uh, she said, sometimes you really feel low. You got to pull it back. Uh, She said, right now for Athena. I'm having to do so much training, and she's so positive, so healthy, and she's so aggressive that I'm often like, this is not going to work, but you got to push yourself. In Eternals, she will star with Salma Hayek, Kit Harington, uh, Gemma Chan, and Richard Madden, among others. So, yeah, big names, man. So I understand that, that Kit Harington's character, that he is basically mortal, but the sword he wields is what gives him, the sword can cut through anything okay. in the universe. All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, granted, she has a lot of help uh, pushing herself, explaining that her 11-year-old son, uh, Knox Leon Jolie Pitt, does weapons training and karate with her. Uh, but she also discusses her plans to stalk Maddox, Maddox, I'm sorry, her son, at college after just dropping him off at South Korea's Yonsei University. She put a Mike Tyson mask. Uh, she said, I am so proud of him. 
and he was so ready uh, that she tells us the uh, she tells at the D twenty three Expo. I couldn't be more excited. Our house in Cambodia is six hours away, so I've got plans to be stalking. It's great to have a house in Cambodia. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. A lot of people go. They'll get houses down at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, but they always uh, bypass Cambodia. Uh, she adds, uh, "I'm going to be, be I'm going to be one of those moms. It's only be, uh, been a few days. Give me a few weeks, and I'll be uh, I might be back on a plane. The classic helicopter mom with the house yeah, in Cambodia. I guess so. Yeah, and I, a helicopter, and, <laughs> and an actual helicopter, and an actual helicopter that she flies to her house in Cambodia. Wow. Uh, let's do the clips. So Yellowstone features a family that controls the largest contiguous ranch in the United States, but the surrounding citizens, I want to make sure this is in the same clip we played the other day, but the surrounding citizens want to change this. In this clip, Kelly Riley details her working relationship with co-star Cole Hauser. Here we go. The gift of the writing is exactly that. It is a gift, and it's very, very, very rare. And so we have been gifted with this beautiful relationship that is just so nuanced and precarious and beautiful. And, you know, these two broken people really trying to find some way to be loved and love each other, and I find it very, very moving. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> She's in Sherlock I know her. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, she played uh, Watson's girlfriend or fiance in uh, in Sherlock Holmes. And in Flight, she was the only real female story in that uh, story with Denzel Washington. Uh, season 2 finale of Yellowstone airs tonight, 10 o'clock, and that's on Paramount Network. Here's the next clip. Snowfall drops you in the midst of the 80s crack epidemic in Los Angeles as four heavy hitters in the scene cross paths. Uh, here, Damson Idris uh, talks about how John Singleton's movies changed his perception of America long before this project. Initially, I just thought that America was basically just Hollywood and Brad Pitt. And then after watching Boys in the Hood, I, I started to see the insight of, you know, the kind of darker areas of America. And I saw a complete correlation to where I was from in London, in Peckham. So I read into it, and then, yeah, it blew me away about the story and what it's done to the people today. I don't give a f***. Uh, Snowfall airs tonight, 10 o'clock, and that's on FX. Those are two Brits playing Americans. Yeah, yep. Cray-cray. And there you go. That's what I have in uh, our entertainment report this morning. Hey, I want to mention that Marissa has an appearance, and I believe it is today. Is that correct, Marissa? So we'll get the uh, the details from her. You can be out and about. Where are you going to be, Marissa? Oh, I'm going to be at Dilworth. Today's the finale of Center City Sips. Oh. So it's the last one before the summer ends. Um, come on out to Dilworth. We're going to have concert tickets to give away, um, and we're going to be giving away frosé samples. Ooh. So What's... I think it's like effing vodka. What time are you going to be there? Five to seven. Okay, five to seven. Center City Sips, Dilworth Plaza. Frosé. Marissa Magnata. Come and see her. Uh, We are going to take ourselves a break. We'll be back in a moment. we got a few things to get to today. Guests on the show and so on. Plus, uh, we have a secret text word. Uh, By the way, I want to mention that we have uh, tickets to the Outlaw Music Festival. uh, And that is coming up September 13th. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll see if you win at some point this morning. We'll be right back. Hey guys, with Halloween coming up, it's time to get spooky. We have a chance for you to win a pair of passes as Preston and Steve present It Chapter 2 before anyone else. It's next Wednesday, September 4th at the UA Riverview at 6.30 p.m. All you need to do is email us at podcast at WMMR.com with your name, age, and phone number. The winners will be notified via email. The screening's next week, so make sure you get your emails in now. And remember, when you podcast with us... 
You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. Another friend from uh, Sequoia Outback, John, is here uh, with uh, breakfast from the barbecue. Uh, their grilling season obviously still going strong. Anybody says, and Sequoia has the top grills from Primo, Weber, and Fire Magic. You can check them out on Route 309 in Hatfield. And uh, it's a good thing they're here because we have a bunch of people in our studio this morning. So we'll be serving up some food from those guys. Grilling later. really is year-round now at this point, right? I mean, I always grill yeah, okay. year-round. Yeah. It can be snowing, and I will still fire up the grill. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting my chops up to speed with that because I got my Weber, Weber grill from Sequoia. Got a small, a modest grill. Not, I'm sure yours is a lot more uh, pro-level, Preston. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It yeah. is. It's incredibly easy. I have the, what do I have? I have the Sterling line or something from Weber. I've had my grill for like 10 years or so. I need to, I should probably get a new one. So my grill is smaller, but it was voted, uh, CNET voted it the uh, Burger Grill of 2019. All right. So there we go. Your burger guy? Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, it's to me that seems, uh, what that indicates is even a moron can use that. <laughs> and so uh, that's what Perfect. I needed, yes. Perfect. That's what they're saying without saying it. Well, listen, speaking of food, uh, we had mentioned Kathy and the news did earlier that uh, in Cherry Hill there's this uh, thing with the school lunches that they have yeah, going so you, on. I guess the kids have an account and... Uh... Yeah. They're serving, you know, serving uh, certain lunches to the kids who don't pay their account. Yeah. Or in the rears, as they say. Yeah, so they, you have to you get a tuna fish sandwich and some other yeah. stuff. and uh, But that's now become the mark of, oh, you don't you pay don't your pay. bill. <laughs> oh, tuna fish eater. Uh, but Steve had mentioned, you know, don't, isn't what you bring from home a lot of times? A tuna, tuna fish, fish sandwich? sandwich? Yeah. Absolutely. I When I was, um, I didn't start buying lunch Probably until I got into high school. And then by the time I was driving in high school, we could leave campus. Yeah. So go to McDonald's. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we couldn't leave no, campus. No. Yeah. In high school? Yeah. And we, no, in high school, we had a Burger King right across the street from our school. But no, that was like some kids would like sneak out. Mm-hmm. and But no, you'd get in trouble if yeah, you we, left. Yeah, we could flat out leave. No, you had to, you had to go quickly. Or you would not make it make back it. in time, so you had to time it out. Well, so that's the problem with um, with some of the the lunches today. So, uh, for instance, at our elementary school, the kids get such little time to eat that yeah. I send Jace with a packed yeah. lunch because he bought one time and he said he he didn't even have time to. How long did they get? Part of his. I, I don't know exactly Kathy, the time, but I read a I read an article on this the other day yeah. about the fact that the lunch period has the time wise has shrank. Uh, nationally, on a national well, level, and, and that uh, people aren't getting, uh, kids aren't getting enough food. And it's not, like, it's across the board. I hear yeah. parents complain about it hmm. all the time in our district, and it's ridiculous. Well, I don't know why they don't give the kids enough time to eat their damn lunch. Well, wait a second, you come in, so you're going to get, first, you get your, the appetizers come out. And then appetizers. And then you pay the, the right. bill, and you got it, and then a little bit of chatter, and maybe like an espresso, right. and then I, back to class. Right. I don't right. think Right, right, right. I don't. Okay, so I. I, I oh wasn't, wait, that's the main line. I wasn't sure if they don't were shrinking the, the, the lunch time. I, I know at my kids' school, and I, I have a real issue with this, and I don't want to like raise a stink, but the problem is for the kids that have to buy lunch is there's one line and one cashier, and so it takes forever to go through this line, and then kids they butt all the time, you know. So like my daughter gets like really upset about it because like. You know, she's she, sitting there waiting. She is a rule follower, right? Yeah. So, like, and then people are just on oh, front seats, back seats, and that whole crap. And and so she's only, you know, now she's got like 
five minutes to eat. You well, know, they need after... somebody to monitor the line. Yeah, it, but it, it's ridiculous. The kids come home starving. I didn't realize this was such a big thing huh. uh, because there were there were some. Uh, it was all the years going to school. It was a lot of kids brought their lunch. I mean, lunch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I always brought. I never always. Yeah, yeah. even it, still it bring be a your lunch. I still bring yeah. my lunch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a sixty pound tub of produce. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're still bringing your yeah. lunch yeah. from home. My yeah. mom uh, would usually make uh, lunch for me and my brothers because there were two of us, so it just made sense to make uh, three lunches. Occasionally, my dad would make the lunch, and uh, those weren't as good. Yeah, uh, thanks for the bag of salt, Dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> bag of salt. But we would usually get about sixty to 75 cents for dessert, which could be applied to the freshly made uh, chocolate chip cookies, which were phenomenal. And they were one of those, they were the giant cookies that had, uh, they were like gooey centers. Yeah. They were. It was oh, a Spunk Meyer or no? No. Oh, it was, was Spunk like Meyer. They were, they were made in the in the cafeteria case. I don't okay. know, I don't know what they were. But well, I a Spunk Meyer could be made because a lot of no, times. No, these, yeah. these were like Conestoga homemade and yeah. I, I have a jonesing for them. In the in the uh, grade school days, though, the greatest day of the week was was pizza day. Yeah, oh, sure. When that would happen, that usually was, even crappy awesome. cafeteria pizza was a godsend. Absolutely, and uh, it didn't matter. There was something that approximated cheese on it. You didn't mm-hmm. know whether it was that or they just melted <laughs> plastic spoons on it, whatever it was. But it was <laughs> it, the they called it pizza. Was your pizza yeah. like an Elio's? Was it yes. like rectangular? Yeah, because yeah, so, yeah, so it was, was rectangular. Hard. But I actually liked our cheesesteaks in high school, and they they didn't even chop them up. I mean, it was really. All it was was, you know. Just like steak them? Like a steak them, basically, and they would throw a cheese in the middle. and then Would you ro- like more meat-like matter on that? They would, <laughs> they would roll the steak up so that the cheese was in the middle, and, oh. and the, the entire steak was always fully intact. I loved it. Well, as I said earlier, for like eighth grade, you know, with kids, and I know kids can be finicky. I was in eighth grade, so I wasn't a kid, but for some reason I got it. I just, I got to the notion of sitting down to a full meal throughout school was something that I never, I never ate a big lunch. It was never anything yeah, that I did. But you know what? The the, pro- the kids need to eat. They are there so long, and if you, you can't learn if you're starving and your stomach is rumbling. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm not saying sit down for a seven-course meal like you joked, but yeah. they, they need to give them more time than they're getting. I was traumatized in second grade, hungry. though, Kathy, because I, they, they, it was a big ZD day. And uh, I threw up in front of the entire school. Oh, oh, I remember that, was that story. That was it. It traumatized me. We had French bread pizza day. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. I love French bread. Oh, my God. Yo. No, no, no. I the school didn't have me. it. The teacher she was dating <laughs> took her out to a restaurant. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I know a great French place up the road, baby. Let's cut out. I love Stouffer's French bread pizza. I really do. Uh, by the way, Steve. Um, I, I thought, really do. I thought we were sticking on. God, I love it. Uh, Steve, you said that, uh, I just want to, <laughs> uh, you said, uh, well, it wasn't really a kid because uh, you were talking about eighth grade. Yeah. Your perception of what an eighth grader is, is way off. An eighth grader, because I have a seventh and eighth grader now, is still a child. Well, okay, yeah. so I would have yeah. every day, I would have, <laughs> my mother would pack a pickle yeah. in a bag, and I would have a Lipton ice can of Lipton iced tea. Yes, oh, your mom would pack that? I thought you were what saying I asked like, for. that's what you... Yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. did ask I, I just I did not want to eat a big meal. And every time, <laughs> so for me, it was the converse. Every time I would eat a big lunch, I would feel sluggish for the rest of the day. And uh, I, I, it was incredibly stupid. But, uh, you know, I never threw up on that. And Big ZD made me throw up. So I learned my lesson. One of the things that at the lunchroom that I never could wrap my mind around was the pizza roll. I mean, like, not little bitty, you know, appetizer pizza rolls, like a big. <laughs> burrito sized pizza roll. Oh, you had those? Like, yeah, we had those. I'm like, that's not pizza. What are you what are you trying to do to me here? Listen. This is not appetizing you tramp. at all. 
that and when they tried to push lima beans on us. I was like, like come on. Dude, are you seriously? Well, no. they, they they also knew, so they were selling the meals, and we would get the, the printout... The printout of the, the menu. menu for the month, and it would be hung on the refrigerator, <clears throat> and uh, so you know what was coming up. But even they knew things that they weren't able to move after a while, like the lima beans and all those things that they, you know, the, the nutri- they tried as hard as they could nutritionally, but there were some things that were just going to move, and, and after a while they stopped training. Kathy, so dumped you, that on you. So you brought your own. You always brought yeah. your own. There was a stretch where I brought mine too. Did you ever trade with people? I no, I never traded. You know to. why? Because Preston, you know why? Because I had the whole wheat bread. I had the apple. Nobody wanted what you I had. had. Nobody wanted. They wouldn't <clears throat> trade with Try me. having a pickle. <laughs> I had, and you'll have an audio clip ready for this, but uh, I traded one time uh, with this guy. I was just, I, I don't remember what I had. I just wasn't interested in it. And he had, it was a pork chop sandwich. <laughs> pork chops. <laughs> That's right. Really? It was a pork chop salad sandwich, actually. His mom had cut up a pork chop in a little bitty cube. Pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches. Some mayo and relish. Dude, it was awesome. Was it really? I started making that on my own. Wow. I hated those days the day after um, leftover sandwiches, meatless yeah. sandwiches. Oh, my oh, God. I, now there meatloaf was... sandwich. <laughs> meatloaf sandwiches. I love meatloaf sandwiches. Meatloaf yeah, sandwiches were great. Yeah. The, after Thanksgiving when you'd have turkey sandwiches, yeah. all that stuff. I'm great. okay with a turkey sandwich. But anything like meatloaf or, or roast beef, I don't. I can't eat stuff um, cold that is really supposed to be hot. I, okay. I just can't do it. All right, I got gotcha. you. Let me get some calls on the line. I have Will who works at a school on the main line. Hi, Will. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm a teacher and, uh, I have, you know, uh, have to monitor the lunchroom, uh, every day as part of, part of my schedule. And it's just amazing. The, the mainline lunches that, uh, that arrive, uh, everything is, you know, Whole Foods and, and Trader Joe's. And, uh, if I had a dollar for every, uh, unopened package of baby carrots that I've seen thrown away. <laughs> uh, baby it, carrots. Yes. It's wow! Thrown, thrown right away. I can't imagine that there's there's very much lunch debt uh, going on uh, in our district. It's dramatically different than mine growing up. The the, the um, there were kids who I mean you talk about so the Otis Spunkmeyer Lindens yeah. uh, oh chip cookies oh, and those it. super dry brownies that I loved and all that stuff and that and kids would just live on that. The Linden and, and also vending machines with soda in it. You don't see that, right? Or did they even have those? Well, we anymore? didn't have those in grade uh, no, school. Those, we had them in high school. Gone. They're all gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. So it at is- the school you have there is, is is there like a wine cellar or what do they have? <laughs> no, uh I I'm, I'm shocked that there there isn't uh some sort of a juice cellar. Uh <laughs> Right, juice bar. Uh, 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 uh. The, the sommelier. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? Yeah, they're throwing away those those full package carrots. I actually saw this story out of Australia. There's a Melbourne's Girl College has removed all the trash cans from their premises. And told the students that they have to take home whatever garbage they have for the day. No. Uh, and they said they hope that this will encourage everyone, students and staff alike, to reduce their waste by bringing less waste to school and in doing so create less waste at home. Huh. Because the school had spent $13,000 removing over uh, 35,000 cubic feet of trash last year. And they were looking for ways to reduce the amount of waste they produce. So they're encouraging people to bring, yeah. you know, reusable Tupperware, uh, Tupperware that, things yeah. like that. Vegemite yeah. is heavy. Yeah. yeah. Is that Melbourne, Florida or Australia? Australia? Oh, it is. Yeah, I believe so. Make sure you get on the right flight. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I have to look more deep. What are all these kangaroos doing in Florida? Uh, let me see. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Chris. 
<laughs> He's trying to be Gary. What's up, Dave? I went to Catholic Green School, so you had no choice but to buy your lunch. Yep. But then I went to public high school, and we had a progressive principal who experimented with open campus. And the food at the high school was absolute garbage. <laughs> like so we, what? We were, uh, just, uh, I mean, rubber hamburgers, yeah. so chewy hot dogs, four-day-old peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that kind of junk. And so we would walk off campus and go to the Arby's. I went to Cheltenham, so the Arby's was down on Glenside Avenue. Yeah. And right next to that was a 7-Eleven. Wow. And we would go to the 7-Eleven and get the big Slurpees. Pour a third of them out, refill it with vodka, take it back to school. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Okay. You'd be getting hammered in high Wow. How old are you? I'm 61. Wow. Okay. So you're 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 getting hammered in class. Was everyone doing this? Uh, not everyone, but a good number of us. Huh. I can't say that that didn't happen at my school too. The bringing in of the vodka? Not to school, but okay. you could leave and have a little bit before you came back. Oh, yep. all right. If you wanted to. Yeah. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes yeah. I'd sneak off campus and eat my pickles. <laughs> <laughs> you do dumb. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, Dave, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's uh, for, for the, the deviance in the school, your your opportunity to leave campus at some point also meant to deviant behavior from time to time so, while school. So they limit that? that now most schools will not allow you to leave campus? I assume in this I day of heightened security and yeah. awareness. Yeah. Right, yeah. and you're not allowed to bring vodka back on the campus anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to buy it from the school store, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, when we were seniors, you have any kettle one, <laughs> right? When we were seniors, we were allowed to go, Preston, just like you were. And uh, but uh, the rebels who were juniors would also try to sneak out, and and the place that we would go was Pizza Hut. But you would have to, you'd have to be fast because we only had so much time to get back to a campus before uh, before you get caught. Uh, let me go to Michaela. Hi, Michaela. Good morning. Hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. It's all right, Michaela, what's up? Um, so I went to Archbishop Ryan. I graduated ninety seven, so I'm talking twenty, twenty five years ago. Um, we so the, everybody loved the chicken sandwiches and it was just like a plain chicken patty on a roll with like shredded lettuce. But they used to put out this giant, like stainless steel mixing bowl of mayo, like uh-huh. that really cheap eggy mayo. And everybody would just dip into the giant oh, bowl, mixing bowl, and it would just have, like, the lettuce from the sandwiches and, like, four like, oh, yeah. different, like, used plastic spoons, and nobody cared. They just loved the chicken Right, yeah, c- c- communal communal condiments like that. It, it, it's, yeah, it was, it was pretty horrifying. It's just the way so it was. Something. Like, we loved it, but looking back, I'm like, oh, my I doubt they do that anymore, but. Well, the whole notion of, of, of uh, hamburgers made in hot water. Which is you know they 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 boil the burgers basically that's yeah. how you know they you get these sort of meat like little bit of cardboard wood pulp in yeah. the hamburger patties and those are the ones they'd serve you yeah I know we're not talking about college now but um you should check out the college cafeterias these days I they're mean solid aren't they solid really I mean good, really it, good choices and when I went to school it was fine what do you pay for a meal plan these days I, you know I'm not really even sure but like at the very least you could they at least had like Oh, like cereal. So if you didn't like what they had, yeah. you could go make, you know, a couple of bowls of cereal for lunch or whatever. Or, you know, you know, there was always a fallback plan. Now they have like smoothie bars. And I mean, it's pretty insane. So my son starts at uh, going to Monco today. Today's his first day. The nice. thing he is most excited about is they also teach massage therapy there. And the students do free, apparently, yeah. 
They massage. offer free massages. Yeah. I know the guy who runs Dude, the... he's really excited about that. Parker loves getting massages. We had to go yeah. off campus to Madam Yang's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the guy who runs that program. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I'll tell him Parker's coming by for a massage. If you, yeah, if you're going to school, take a look at the things can that I you can there? take advantage of <laughs> while they, you're they there. They have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what it's about the, same the for sex like, therapy students? <laughs> yeah. No, for, like, uh, for dental school. Like, it's a way to get free dentistry if you go and you, people have to learn how to work on teeth. Yeah, I used to And do... it works out great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my uh, a girl I used to date lived in North Jersey, and it, it was the same thing. It wasn't free massages though, but it was like twenty dollars massages, and you would just go to this massage I think, institute. Yeah, I think you can. T- I think you tip. I'm, I'm not. I may be speaking out of turn. Maybe there's a. Would nom- you like a pickle? <laughs> there might be a nominal. <laughs> a nominal charge. I, mean, I have it's a pickle. It's all I have. A pickle. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Josh. Hey, Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Preston, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes home? <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. What's that from, Josh? Joe Dirt. Joe, Joe oh, Dirt. Oh, wow. All right. Nice. Nary a day goes by when we're not quoting Joe Dirt. What's up, Josh? I wanted to confess uh, something I still feel guilty about from Please. time to time. Okay. Tenth uh, grade year, right, we just got a new printer. It was pretty detailed, and I decided to print both sides of a $20 bill and thought it was a good idea to tape them together with some like blue masking tape and so i took it to school and i showed it to one of my friends and he uh took it out of my hands and went up to go get some cookies uh from the line because we had the best sugar cookies and he paid with a fake 20 dollar bill and about five minutes later you know got his change everything about five minutes later the lunch lady came back to us and she said i think this is fake but you're not in trouble. She gave us the full amount back, oh more change for the $20 bill, plus another two cookies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So and, and why was she so food. kind? And this is where I live, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. Later on after school, when you don't feel guilty about it, but... Well, listen. My okay. Well, as long as you didn't go into full-time counterfeiting, <laughs> right? I think uh, you know your 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 little cookie incident's not that do, bad. Do we give him absolution for that? For that confession? Is he okay? <laughs> thank you. I, I needed that. All right, thank you, Josh. Speaking of uh, of absolution, real quick, because I just saw a text come over. I, I did not go to private school. I went to Catholic school, and there is a big difference between Catholic school there and is? private school. Yes. Uh, Catholic school is not for rich people. Okay, <laughs> so the guy, he's like, "Oh, you're rich. You probably had gourmet." No, I went to Cardinal Hara High School. My mom worked for the post office. My dad was a truck driver. I did not, you know, have a privileged. They got to pay for you to go there, right? I, but it's not private. Private, like. Uh, is is seen as more prestigious is, than a Catholic oh, I don't school. Know. Yeah, I so was, like it's Case, I always saw them as one and the same as a public school guy. So, Preston, no, I no. used to have to sneak into my school because they wouldn't let me. I was from the other side of the tracks. So I had holes in my shoes, <laughs> fingerless gloves. Yeah. And the teacher would always go, you back there. Where are you from? Yeah, uh, but just Casey, you got gourmet food every day, rich boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading that text. I'm like, so there's a common Today we're having cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there is a big time difference between just a you know a Catholic school and a private school. Big, okay. big, big time. Is there a big money difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking like so, like a private school. Uh, you're talking, you know, twenty, thirty, forty grand a year to and go a to a private school. school. Eighteen grand. Eighteen grand max. <laughs> Eighteen, 20, 18 20. twenty-eight grand. Yeah. Here, here's a here's a definition. It says private schools just cost more than Catholic schools. Most private schools have smaller class sizes, and teachers have more time with students. In many cases, private schools offer IBAP gifted or international exchange mm. programs 
even though, although there are also Catholic schools offering these courses and programs. I mean, you still have to pay mm. for it, um, you know, uh, in addition to the taxes There's that no, you pay. <laughs> you don't need to be embarrassed that you were rich. <laughs> rich boy. That's right. Gourmet That's food. Right. You boy. were the yeah. Luke Perry. Uh-huh. You were the Dylan of. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, my Pulling dad. up in your Porsche. My dad made our sandwiches uh, because my mom had to leave for work early. So my dad was the one who, who he did all of the, the lunches for right. wow. as long as I can remember. Yeah. The okay. butler wouldn't take care of No, the butler. <laughs> he was only there to powder our asses. Jeez, would you prepare the sandwiches for these <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dr. Mike's on the line. Hey! He says that there is a medical side to all of this lunch discussion. So let's go to Dr. Mike Seregliano from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine. Hey, Dr. Mike. You know, whenever I hear these stories about the tuna fish, and remember when ketchup was considered a vegetable? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a food group. Uh, you know, we're missing the point here. It, 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 no one realizes how important nutrition is more than me because I see adults that have had not good nutrition early on, and then I have to deal with the ravages of poor health. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we joke about this, but there's a a point here. If we're going to have a nation that competes against all the other countries, and there's a lot of competition out there for technology and things, we have to have people that are smart. How do you get people smart? You have them in school and you have them fed well so that they can work harder, think better. And, and, and I don't know what the problem is in, 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 and talking about private schools and everything. We're, we're a wealthy nation and I don't understand why we don't treat our young people the way they need to be, you know, in, in terms of giving them the tools to uh, improve their lives, improve their health, and make it a better country. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're rushing these kids through lunch. I don't know why they're not giving them enough time. I'm not saying they need an hour to sit there and, and cause trouble in the cafeteria, but I'm telling you, the, I talk to parents all the time in our district. The kids are coming home starving because they don't have enough time to eat their lunch. How long is a lunch? How long is their lunch? Exactly quote unquote how, hour? I don't know exactly. Well, I, I always right. thought, I always thought we got like an hour. But Casey's right about having to wait in line and get everything and then be able to right, sit down. Right. What about curbside pickup yeah so i mean the kids that are bringing their lunch uh have way more time to sit down and eat their lunch than than the kids that that are buying their lunch so so you know sort of armed with this knowledge you know i as a parent have to do a better job of like preparing you know my kids their meals so that they don't have to waste because it's i mean it's really bad at my kid's school it's one cashier and you're talking about a few hundred kids that are going through got a solution for you yeah uh, give your daughter some money. Have her call caviar when she's <laughs> yeah. in the class just before yeah. she goes to lunch and uh, drop the food off there. I bet you you know there are some kids like Spicoli in uh, Fast Times who are getting the food delivered to the school. Yeah. Wouldn't this be our time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Dr. Mikey, they, they need time to eat, right? Well, it's funny you say that because my son, who just started middle school on Monday, told me he had 10 minutes to eat because exactly that. He was in line. The line was so long, he had 10 minutes to eat lunch. That's that's bullcrap. I I mean, look, I I haven't had a real lunch since 1993, but that's my own (laughs) choice, and and that's I'm an adult. No, I know what you have during the day. You have frozen blueberries. I've heard what you eat. I well, I, I'm like a roach. I will find a calorie somewhere in, in the least expected place. But the, the bottom line is, is that we've got to find a way and emphasize the fact that our kids' health—they they, not to sound yeah, preachy. Like 
preachy, but the bottom line is, is that these are our future, and this is the future of our country. And when it comes to resources, this should be our primary focus, education, because you've got, if you don't have kids that are fed right and being able to go to, to school and learn in an efficient uh, uh, way at their best at, at their best levels, then, then we're doomed. Well, I'll, so, I'll tell you something, at least on a basic level. <laughs> I knew you were going to play <laughs> never, that. Little Whitney never heard. The one thing you do have to do is to make sure they have enough time to sit there and just let things settle before they go back to school. If they're getting 10 minutes or, or, or if they're they're running by and, and uh, they're, they're frisbeeing a, a, a burger patty into their mouth as they run to – that's not going to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, but there's Steve, a lot if, you, if you go to a private school like Casey did, they'll di- they'll chew the food <laughs> yes. over. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like a mama bird. Yeah, so they get the, time to chew. the digestion <laughs> out of the way. My yeah. son well, has yeah. delicate mandibles. Yeah. Well, that, that's been done with kings. They get their food chewed <laughs> yeah. before well, they yeah, get poisoned. Right, right. right. Thank you, Doctor Mike. Hey, love you. Love love you. you. Uh, we'll see you a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting, interesting. Yeah, you should. I, I agree. They need they need more time to, yeah. to get I, that. I, I always remember having a lot of time, Preston, sitting there. Right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Absolutely. We had plenty of time. We could do all sorts of horrific things. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they usually ended up eating and then like going outside for a while because you could also kind of wander around a little bit yeah. uh, at lunchtime. Yeah. So, get some vodka. Yeah, get, <laughs> get some vodka. Your big your big gulp. Bong hits. Yeah. Your some bong hits. Uh, uh, visit the local prostitutes. We do need to take a break. Run because- weapons across the border. <laughs> We're going to go oh live <laughs> on uh, Fox Good Day in a moment. Let's give away some uh, movie screening passes for It Chapter 2. It's on Wednesday. And a week from today at the UAE Riverview, 7 o'clock. You need to be there by 6.30. We'll take it. We'll clear the phone lines. We'll take three callers. 215-263-WMMR. Coming back in just a moment. B-File on the way. Marissa Magnata Wednesday from 5 to 7 for the Center City District Sips Finale at Dilworth Park, presented by Eppin Vodka. Enjoy $6 cocktails, $5 wine, $4 Bud Light, half-priced appetizers, free Eppin Rosé Frosé samples, and register to win ZZ Top and Morrissey tickets. Use hashtag CCDSips to share your best Sips story for a chance at $200 in gift cards to Sips locations. MMR's big friggin' deal. Get two tickets to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway on Sunday, October 6th, plus two trackside access passes for $84. Available only while supplies last at WMMR.com. Keyword deal. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. There is a new Daily Rush video for you to check out at PrestonSteve.com. It's called Miley Cyrus and Australian Bro-Yo. Uh, the description says Liam Hemsworth got over Miley Cyrus by eating frozen yogurt. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they were they were off sharing. He and his brother were sharing froyo together okay. while she was making out with. Uh, oh, Caitlin, um, yeah, whatever her yeah. name is. Watch now, PrestonandSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So it's for your viewing pleasure. And for your viewing pleasure, we're about ready to go live on Fox Ah. in just a second. We should hear music in just a moment, and that means we are about to go on uh, with the gang and see what they have going on. And there it is, like clockwork. Here we go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your commissar. Hey, Preston and Steve, here we go. Uh... This list comes out every year, the people that, well, famous people that most of us, normal, everyday citizens, <laughs> fantasize about. Do you want to guess who's on the list? Females first. Female Preston? Uh, well, <laughs> Angelina. Arthur. 
And yeah, B. Arthur. Uh, Angelina Jolie is always on lists like this. Jennifer Aniston, for sure. Um, who else? Sofia Vergara. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Some of the uh, of the newer class. Uh... Oh, okay, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yep. Yeah. Oh, Cara Delevingne. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Cara All Delevingne. Right, All right. You, you got a lot of them right. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scar Joe. Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Jennifer Lawrence. Kate Upton is still on there. Kate Upton. Huh. Yeah. Susan yeah. Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> No, she, she's not on. She might be in the top ten, but not in the top five. And okay. Sophia's in the top five, yeah. Okay. Okay, so what about male celebrities then? Kathy, do you have any guesses? I'm sure Bradley Cooper, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yep, yep. Clooney oh, they're all Pitt. on there? Okay. Are, are, are they right? right? Did she get them right? You're missing one, the, a big one. Magic Mike, Channing Tatum. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Isn't yeah, it yeah, funny, though, that those guys are still, I mean, Clooney, God bless, Clooney's a good-looking guy. But you know he's he's towards he's, the. He still looks good though. Yeah, Kathy yeah, likes him old. He looks better. He looks better to me. If you look at pictures of him when he was younger in high school, I feel like. Eh. Or different <laughs> strokes. <laughs> On different strokes with his mullet, he was a looker. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's it's funny though. That, that I, I that, well, that, that that's good news for us as we you know as we get older that uh, there's still a, a chance to be well, considered remotely attractive. I don't think I fantasize about anybody. I was in love with Eva Longoria for a while. Oh, you know, and Halle Berry, I was oh, in love with her. He is so lying. Adriana Lima, really? Oh. Yeah. Well, Halle yeah. Berry, Halle Berry was my, uh, so that was my pass. My wife, you know, we, you, you give each other passes, celebrity but, passes. Yeah. But to, to speak to Mike, I was thinking the same thing when you guys mentioned this. I'm like, to, the word fantasize. Yeah. Makes yeah. me think I put myself in a fantasy scenario yeah, with yeah, this yeah. particular person, maybe with not many clothes on and whatever, but <laughs> I don't really fantasize Ooh, about I'd love to disappoint you. Yeah. yeah. I don't fantasize about <laughs> celebrities. Now, I can certainly go, wow, that's she's gorgeous, you yeah. know, or something along those lines, but I don't really fantasize I, per se. I agree with that assessment because honestly, I mean, and I would I would be crying in a room with Halle Berry. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> Mm. And y'all, I understand what he's saying. I've met Allie a couple of times, and I wanted to openly weep. Man, Steve and I, Steve and I were face to face with uh, with Kate, Kate, Kate Beckinsale, Kate Beckinsale, and yeah. we always said that we were like you know primates. <laughs> it was like the opening scene in two thousand one. We're like, yeah. what, 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 what are you? What species are you? It's like we've got a lot of evolving to do. Yeah. Well, have you ever had a celebrity though that you met, and then once you met them in person, you're like, oh, you're not that. No. I'll yeah. tell you what does it, Alex. Well, it's a make or break. the The personality, even though that's you know, so you consider that's 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 a lot of people don't consider that true, but it's the truth. It can kill. I don't care how good looking you are, it'll kill it. Christina Ricci did that for me. Yes, I met her and I did not care for her personality, and I was like, okay, I'm done with you, girl. Yeah. You're off my list. You tore up her number. <laughs> okay. Well, good to know. Uh, thank you both. Uh, thank you guys. We'll Have see a good you later. One, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, however, I was um, a couple of movies back to back were on uh, TV recently. Were on, on one of the cable channels, and they both had Jennifer Connelly in them. And I had to fantasize for a little while about her. I, that she is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Is stunningly perfect. You were saying though that that is a, a true delineation between someone you you admire and, and think that is a gorgeous person. Yeah. But somebody, if you're actually going to think erotically about, right, right, and, that's what and, I think of when I hear fantasy. Yeah. You know? For me, then I start thinking of animals. That's yeah, the whole. Well, that's yeah. Your that's the thing. that's my thing. I got gotcha. you. No, but you're, you you actually thought about truthfully. You thought about 
in the adult film world. Yeah, so that's, that's what yeah. I was saying. Do porn stars count? <laughs> well, those the are the ones attainable. I might actually think about. <laughs> right. Those are attainable goals. Yeah, yeah all you have true. to do is buy him Coke. That's what makes it more <laughs> sexy. All right. Uh, we need to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by Duncan. It's pumpkin season at Duncan. You can enjoy the flavor of the season with its uh, to its fullest with pumpkin flavored coffee, donuts, and more. America runs on Duncan. Limited time only. Participation may vary. Kathy, listen up. You do yoga, so this story yes. is for you. I see that we we know people who do yoga poses and like high altitudes and right, so forth right. with his picturesque backgrounds. Yes. You got to be careful. A Mexican college student is alive after falling 80 feet. Oh. She was doing this on her balcony while practicing a yoga pose. Uh, Alexa Terrazas uh, was known to do yoga on her sixth floor apartment's balcony, often using the guardrail as a prop for extreme poses. <laughs> but a risky move nearly cost the uh, yogi her life on Saturday afternoon as she slipped and landed on the pavement outside of her building. So she teaches yoga. No, no. If if you practice yoga, you're con- yoga, you're considered a. Yogi. Oh, I thought you had to. Yeah. I thought there was nope. a special classification. Nope. Then how do you become a boo boo? Uh, that is another question. You have to you have to stub your toe, <laughs> and you become a boo boo. <laughs> uh, the student was treated by paramedics with the Red Cross, and then brought to the hospital where she underwent 11 hours of surgery. Wow, a six story fall. Yeah, she was considered to be in critical condition as a money. It'd be like falling off the, yeah. the roof of our building. Here. Yeah. Uh, so she had suffered fractures to both legs, arms, hips, and head. Doctors had to reconstruct her legs, and it may be three years before she can walk again, much less practice wow. yoga. She, yeah. she now, though, is an expert at motionless dog. Uh, she performs the upside-down pose over the le- edge of her terrace, her neighbors claim. So you Why gotta, would you ever do that? you got to be careful, gang. Uh, at least 16 children have developed werewolf syndrome after taking dodgy medication while in the Costa del Sol. The, <laughs> the kids in the area have developed uh, hypertrichosis, which leads to hair growing all over the bodies. It is believed that they got the condition after taking a medication gained uh, with minoxidil, a remedy for alopecia. Uh, Spanish medics have ordered several batches of the medication to be taken out of circulation. The babies were given tainted Oh, uh, omerpazole. I'm not sure exactly how you uh, pronounce this, but used to, it's used to treat acid reflux and indigestion as part of a formula. Hair, hair growth reportedly subsides when the babies stop taking the medicine. So there, a lot, there have been people with what they call it. It's like a, a lycanthropy or a, a disease like that where they, they have head to toe, all over uh. their face, hair. This is... What, what? How does this manifest? It's called hypertrichosis. Yeah, it's the same thing. The same thing, okay. So parents have been advised to seek medical help if their child has been given the formula. At least 16 cases have been reported, 13 after the first batch, and three after a second wave of the medicine. Uh, they believe that it could have affected up to 30 pharmacies and more than 50 batches. So they've told the pharmaceutical company to wow. shut down because of this. But, they're yeah, Steve, they're going hair all over their face and, and I watched all a docu- over their body. A documentary on that famous... You've seen the picture from years ago, President, the class, classic black and white freak show picture of the guy who yep. was... Jojo the dog face boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, it's a wild story. Uh, this is a wild story and terrifying and has a horrible angle to it, but it's just morbid as well. Prosecutors call a New Jersey man dangerous to society 
after pieces of a human body were found in his closet, including a head, part of an arm, and a torso dressed with a necktie and suit jacket. Jesus. Robert Williams of Newark uh, pleaded not guilty to desecrating human remains and separate charges of child sexual abuse. So they they were... What a monster. They were looking at him for these sexual abuses, and they found this body in his closet. Yeah. Uh, police initially went to Williams' home to investigate the uh, uh, abuse uh, allegations, but when they searched the apartment, they found an altar and mummified human remains that had apparently been used in religious ceremonies. Were these body parts sealed in anything, or were they just decomposing in the closet? I don't have that detail, unfortunately, but... Uh, Not that it make it better. Well, there we go. At least he, had, at least he did that. Uh, here you go, Steve. The remains found in a plastic bin... Okay. Uh, ...raised the specter of a person out of step with society and dangerous to society, the judge had said... Uh, at the conclusion of the brief proceeding, they ordered Williams held pending trial. That's just disturbing. Kathy, does it get points for organizing properly? In <laughs> plastic containers? Yeah. I mean, listen. Were they marked clearly? <laughs> hey, in Sacramento, Raging Waters was shut down early Sunday afternoon after a fight that started over a beach towel nearly killed a man. The 40-person brawl began around 3.30 in the afternoon by the Lazy River Picnic area. Not so lazy. After a disagreement between two women over who took whose beach towel. Uh, Christopher Neves tried to break up the fight but was attacked by three other people who jumped in after him. The fight grew to about 40 participants with a smaller group trading blows and the rest exchanging insults. Officers arrived and found Neves without a pulse or heartbeat for an unknown amount of time. Uh, CPR was administered on the scene, and his heartbeat returned before he was carried out on a gurney. So someone is almost murdered over a towel. Yeah. Officers uh, called Sacramento Police and Park Rangers to assist, fearing that the fight would resume later. Uh, The general manager of Raging Water said he closed the park early because of the brawl and said that safety, the safety of all Raging Water Sacramento guests is our top priority. You have conflicting messages, though. You have Raging Waters and Lazy River. Yeah, no arrests were made, but all the people involved in the fight were identified, photographed, and released. If uh, police feel that they have enough evidence to press criminal charges against the combatants, the district attorney will have to support the prosecution for an arrest to be made. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Yeah. All right, and then we'll do uh, one more story. Uh, it's frustrating. The ice cream machine at your McDonald's is broken down. You don't get to have your, uh, you know, your shake or your McFlurry. Yeah, you just probably leave, right? And... Yeah. Well, one woman uh, took a spectacular uh, approach at being denied the treat to help cool off in the hot summer weather. In footage, the uh, brawl can be seen to escalate incredibly quickly as the woman and a member of the staff fight over the counter. A young woman is first seen being struck with a cylinder by the member of a staff scattering brown powder across the shop. Onlookers retreat from the spray as a woman launches herself to the other side of the store, picking up a cup dispenser, hurling that large object directly at her opponent. Uh, The casing is in return to a strange and violent rally as people shout for the two to stop attacking one another. The young woman is first seen being struck with a cylinder. I mean, they're going nuts. Yeah. Onlookers retreat from the spray as a woman launches herself to the other side of the store. For a McFlurry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so eventually, uh, they they return. It's in, in a desperate fit of desperation, uh, the woman looked for more an- ammunition and scooped up a shopping bag and made that uh, her missile uh, before a bystander begs her not to throw things to the cashier. So returning the bag, woman picks up another piece of metal, launching it through the air. It turns. I mean, they're just whipping stuff back. And I think forth. we have audio. I don't know how good we it do. is. Yeah, it's 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 the actual brawl. Okay, here yeah. we go. Hang on. <laughs> That's 
So do you use that in a commercial and say, how good are our McFlurries? Yeah. Right. People try to kill yeah. each other over them. I'll give her credit for having a good left arm. Uh, so I do not know the fate of uh, any of the people involved, but uh, it was a bit over the top. I think they, they made peace and then went to work for Habitat for Humanity. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's sort of understandable. My son and I went to Popeye's yesterday to go and, and try this chicken sandwich. They're out. And they're out of them. I'm sold out of them. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I waited for all of the, you know. How much stuff did you throw afterwards? Um, I mean, everything I could get my hand yeah. on. Yeah. He you know? drove his car through the front window. <laughs> yeah, and my son is a lefty, so speaking of having, you know. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So I was coming from the right, he was coming from the left. <laughs> Tag team. It was a full-on barrage. You talked to anybody that's had this uh, legendary Popeye's no. chicken sandwich? No, okay. not yet. Now, I love Chick-fil-A, and I love uh, Popeye's regular chicken. Yeah. I think it's now, you know, I'm happy in a world that has many great chicken sandwich selections, but... Can this sandwich be as staggeringly wonderful as they say it is? I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I went to Chick-fil-A on Friday, and I had probably the best Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich I've ever had. I will never forget this day as long as I live. So you remember we were doing, like, first world problems? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one guy called in and said <laughs> his first world problem is sometimes he'll get a Chick-fil-A sandwich that's too thick. Yes, he hates it when, when the chicken <laughs> is too really, much chicken. Really yes. thick. Right. And I totally understood that. And this thing that I got on Friday. There's too much was, good food on this. was the perfect density. It was oh. so good, yeah. Right. So, But I was, you know... I was so disappointed. I pulled into Popeyes and uh, you know signs on the on the windows. Uh, it, I, I think it just said like sandwich out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like okay. like Seacrest out. Yeah, yeah I think out. I think they might be out nationally. Casey. Yeah, yeah I, I think I read that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There are some states that are out, but they're and and they're. Um, oh really? Yeah, they were supposed to go all the way. We maybe one of the obviously clearly we're one of the states then, Preston. And not unless you went to Ohio to have lunch. Right, I mean, so that's, uh, that's I don't a know. long I just, way. I read a story this morning. I don't know if anybody knows where Casey can get one of these Popeye's chicken sandwiches where they still have them. Let them know. I'll just I... wait. I'll just wait. I thought I waited long enough for, you know, all the, you know. This is the, the guy in the parking lot with the trench coat. Um, are they, was it a limited release, though? They were just trying it out. Ooh, I obviously, don't... it does so well that they've got to bring something like that back. You know? I don't know. Do we know what distinguishes? It looks like there's some sort of sauce on, the, on this. Is there? Is it like a pesto sauce or something? Or is that... Is that just I think a, I, maybe that's a pickle, Steve? A pickle. That that uh, greenish yellow thing on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, Chick Fil A does the pickle. It's a mystery. Yeah, I know, but pickle. <laughs> Popeyes could also do a pickle. <laughs> I have a great idea. Let's include a pickle with our sandwich. Pickle. Reggie, you're the kind of forward thinker we've been looking for. Jason wants to jump in on this. All right. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, you wanted to comment? Yeah, dude, I had that Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had both. Yeah, I had yeah. the regular and the spicy. Yeah. And what's your take? It's terrible? Terrible. Really? Terrible. How com- compa- compared to the Chick-fil-A sandwich? Dude, Chick-fil-A sandwich is life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about it compared to, because I think Wendy's makes a good chicken sandwich. Yeah, Wendy's is, Wendy's is solid. Okay. Let me, let me tell you about this Popeye sandwich here, boys. All right. All right. It's like that porn series. Let me tell you about White Chicks, Preston. <laughs> let me tell you about chicken sandwiches. But... Tell you about chicken sandwiches. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Let's let's hear it. So so it's bun, and then it's like a, a lot of mayo, right? And then it's a, this huge fillet of chicken. Okay. And then it's more mayo, and then lettuce, and then bun. 
Okay. Well, it's kind of standard. Now, here's the deal. Do you, are you a fan of Popeye's regular chicken? You know? Oh, yeah. Chicken yeah. breast. It's really good. But you're saying yeah. they're, they're falling down in the sandwich department. He's thinking about it. it Can I talk to my priest? Yeah. <laughs> he said you, you said they're falling down in the chicken sandwich department. Wow. Jason, really stumped him, Jason this is... Uh, he doesn't want to commit. You know what? You know what? It's, this is your final it's answer. It's like when you're on a, on the second date and the girl tells you she loves you. <laughs> it, do, it does not count for Okay. All right. That's all you need all right. to know, man. Yeah. You, you, everyone you, is entitled to an opinion, and, and uh, you, you gave us some good good data. I think you yeah. just made his yeah. peace yeah. with yeah. God. Especially, especially like, Chick-fil-A got them pickles on there. Yeah, they do have them pickles on there. But doesn't Popeye have them pickles on there? I'm looking no, at a picture that says Popeye. They got pickles on there, man. <laughs> Well, what's Jason this? Jason said this? no. We're looking at a picture here, and it's got them pickles on it, and it's the <laughs> well, Popeye sandwich. My order, my guy. But they <laughs> might. They might have. Well, at least that's very accommodating. He says they might have screwed up his order. Mm. Is it worth revisiting Popeyes and trying the chicken sandwich again, Jason? No, you know why? Because Chick Fil A never messed up my order. There you go. All right. No, he's right. Yeah. Order, Consistency. Yeah. It's never messed up. All right. No, there's there's a lot to be said. Thanks, for that. Jason. Thank you. Jason thought this out. I like him. Yeah, I, will, I do like him. I will say though, if Jason does try the Popeye sandwich again, please call us back. Yeah. Yeah. We want another report on that for okay. sure. I was so wrong. <laughs> Yeah, he may, yeah. He may have just been a bad I wronged them. I wronged them bad. Yeah, I, I'm not leaving. By the way, I, I have a Popeyes in Broomall. That uh, that's uh, so you can tell me where they have the chicken sandwich. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to wait. Did you go to the Popeyes in the Plymouth Meeting Mall? No, uh, I'm only going to go to the one that's yeah. right next to my house. There's a Popeyes in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Is there? It's right below. It's on the lower floor. I think it's directly below Chick Fil A. Seriously? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Isn't there? That's why, not unless I just, I, I, somebody just served me Popeye's chicken at a, uh, at a clothes store. And I didn't, <laughs> By the way, somebody texted in and said, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> no! No, he no. wasn't. He, I liked he, him he was he, not. He gave usable data, and it was well-researched. He told us about them pickles. Yeah. And by the way, I can't see Popeye's any differently than, when I read it, it says Pope Yes now. My, my son, <laughs> Pope Yes. Pope Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your son pointed that out, he pointed and that you can't out. Like, it. It yeah. totally says Pope Yes. It's like when I looked at that license plate and I was like, what's co-nice Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You mean Conicelli? Yes. Well, they do hard. In fairness, they, they highlight the nice. They exactly. highlight the nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same <laughs> woman who uh, Mira Clegro. Or O-Range. O-Range. O-Range is the best. <laughs> Not even a word. O-Range. Mira Clegro? What did you have? You had a new trees was nut rise. Yeah, or it's Silversia. Silversia. Hey, Rich, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Preston, how you doing? Good. What's up, Rich? All right. So whoever that caller was who said that there was lettuce on the chick- on the Popeye's chicken sandwich, I had no clue he was talking about because there is no lettuce on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's what Popeye's I thought. We were sandwich. looking at a picture of this. He may have just gotten – he may have ordered the wrong sandwich or something, you know? It's possible. Yeah. But but so what's your assessment of the, of the Popeye's sandwich, Rich? I, I, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is everything that everybody's talking about. That's why they're sold out, and they're they're actually bringing it back as a regular item menu now. They're going to be having it all the time once they bring it back in stock. Mm. Um, they they announced that this is going to be a regular item now okay. because they've been selling out of it. Would you say you love that chicken at Popeye's? <laughs> yes, I would. All right, thanks. <laughs> all right. By the way, so thanks. here here this says uh, up here it says what is Popeye's new chicken sandwich? The following. Week, this new dish, which is made with fried chicken filet, sour pickles, and mayo on a brioche bun. That's it. There's no mention of lettuce. Okay. So no I'm mention. sorry, Jason. You got the you got the wrong thing, man. Or maybe, I don't know. 
Maybe they were pulling a fast one on him. Well, I think they were pulling a fast one on you in the mall, too, Steve, because it closed years ago. The Popeye's in the Plymouth. (laughs) But there was one there. There was one, but there's not one there now. So that's where I ate chicken because I was surrounded by things that said Popeye's. It seemed like a Popeye's place. (laughs) Yeah, that that food court is essentially gone. Is Dairy Queen still there, though? That was upstairs, yeah. There was a Ben and Jerry's there, too. Used to be upstairs. Upstairs, yeah, They because uh, they did a lot of re- uh, renovations there, so uh, a lot of the food court is gone. I like that. Mo- I'm always pulling for that mall to be... Something. Something. Yeah. Come on, you can you do can it. You can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. And it's uh, it's got some cool stuff, but yet you'll walk by something, and then it's coming soon. For like... What? Yeah, <laughs> for like nine yeah. years. <laughs> Everything around it. They have a cool slot car racing. Like that. that, Have have you taken Jay's to the back of that hobby store up there on the second floor? Oh yeah. Yeah, There are all these slot car tracks. Yeah, except the guy who. Well, the guy who runs it or owns it. No, like you just you literally cannot touch anything. Right. (laughs) And if you're there too long, he once asked because Jace was watching the cars and he was like, "Are you guys going to buy anything?" Oh really? That's when you go. It's okay, Mister. They're toys. That's one thing about that mall is I found some of the employees in that mall are just like, they don't want to be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't no, know. yeah. well, there's a guy there who works at Popeye's. He can't find the store. Yeah. <laughs> However, there's a lot of great restaurants over there, too. But yeah, we got to take Come a on, time. Come on, sitting here talking about Popeye's chicken. And this is still the goddamn bizarre file break. Let's give away some beer. All right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to give away a case beer. of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Uh, call number 18. That go good with the chicken sandwich. At 215-263-WMMR. Everybody's favorite summer beer is hoppy, citrus, and refreshing. Look for Philly Pale Ale and bottles and cans wherever yards beers are sold, including Morrow Brothers Discount Liquor Mart in uh, Hainesport. 215-263-WMMR. I have to mention this, though. Speaking of food, there's still time to celebrate your backyard oasis. Our friends from Sequoia Outback are here, and they're serving up food for us and our uh, uh, friends here in the studio, and uh, they're cooking up. Of course, they sell wonderful grills and so on. But awesome! Uh, the end of the season showroom clearance sale is going on now. It's going out back. So thanks to John for bringing in the breakfast sandwiches, all cooked on the grill. Thank you so much. All right, we're going to take a break. Real quick, the guy who runs the perfume kiosk <laughs> in the Plymouth Meeting Mall always has a smile on his face. Oh, there we go. Listen, go. I'm not saying everybody I, I know, there is unhappy. No, he used to manage the Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy doesn't even like or wear perfumes, so, you know, it's not and like you're getting so anything nice. out of yeah, right. yeah. All right. Uh, as we and, take no, a break, <laughs> I just wonder, are we, are we doing a night ride for listener next? Uh, yes, I think she's lost in the building, but I'll find her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we're going to do that when we return. New uh terrible theme song that Casey has written and uh, we'll come back in a moment and it's presented by Sunoco Fuel Your Best. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we haven't done the Not Your Average Listener segment in a little while. We have a new sponsor, and it's a Sunoco Fuel Your Best. And uh, I love doing this because we meet uh, people that aren't necessarily in the public eye, and they've got something interesting to share about themselves. And uh, we always find some really cool people when I, we do this. I love the step off of this, which is you had an, a, a couple of encounters similar to what we've all had over the years, which is people coming up to us and saying, 
that I'm not your average listener, and they have yeah. a story to tell. So yeah. this is a good way for you all to meet them. Yep. So new sponsor, that means we have a new theme song. Uh, Casey has written several theme songs over the years for the uh, Not Your Average Listener, and we always He always like does it. a great job. He oh, does. Kathy, thank you. I uh, disagree with you on that, but um, <laughs> we had Kyle, uh, who is a, an amazing singer, and he did our last theme song, yeah. and uh, and so he's no longer with the show anymore. And then um, I didn't realize he was still with the radio station, and I probably could have had him do this. Oh. Um, and I probably should have, so I apologize. Oh, it's okay. I'm, Listen, I'm you stepped up and you did something to try to help out the show. That that gets you points. Yeah, so let's listen, and uh, then we'll welcome our guest. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Preston and Steve on the radio. I think this might be my shot. <laughs> 250 cold hard cash sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. <laughs> Sponsored by Sun Go. They're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. <laughs> they know how to fuel peak performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for American Racing for 50 years. <laughs> Show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to three nine three three three. <laughs> yes, Casey. Oh, I think that I works just fine. I love that. It's so good. Well done. It's okay. not Kyle, but right. it's no. It's you. It's even better. All right, so our Not Your Average listener is, uh, you know what, I could read her whole letter, but I'd rather get the story from her. Yes. But our Not Your Average listener, first let's welcome her. Her name is Allie Doms. Hi, Allie. Did I get your last name correct? You sure did. Doms. Where are you from, Allie? Phoenixville. Okay, so the interesting thing about Allie is she is what is known as a gestational carrier. Yes. And I was originally going to say a surrogate, but that is not the same thing, correct? There's a difference, yes. What is the difference between being a surrogate and a gestational carrier? A surrogate uses her own eggs to make the baby, and a gestational carrier is just the oven. Okay. Run. All right. So <laughs> you, your background is you already, you already have a family. You already have kids. I have two children, yes. Okay. How old are they? 11 and 14. 11 and 14. Mm-hmm. And at what point in your kids' ages did you decide this is something I want to try to do? How old were they? Um, I think when my son was eight. Okay. I mean, I'd always wanted to do it. We always wanted to have more kids, but we decided two was enough. All right. So, you, so your youngest is eight, and yeah. Uh, so uh, at, at that time, time, your yeah. youngest is the boy. Mm-hmm. So eight years in, you all of a sudden say, "I want to do this," or had this always been in the back of your mind? I'd always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to be able to help somebody. I had pretty easy pregnancies, so okay. if I was able to help somebody else. I would. You know, I was looking for the opportunity. That's the main question that I have with people who do this type of thing is, okay, so I, I understand the, the, the need and the want to help people out. That's fantastic. But you're putting your body through some incredible and sometimes risky changes. And, you know, what makes it worth the risk or what makes you want to do that? Um, I don't really think about that part of it. <laughs> you know, really? I don't think about, like, the risks or... Um, any of the issues that I would have run into because I didn't run into those in the first two pregnancies. So you figured you were you were a good candidate. Yeah. Are you are you in are you in simply um, and it seems this way incited by the 
being able to deliver the joy of a, of a family of children with your experience to other people who are desperately seeking to have that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's you know, because I, I, I agree with Preston. It's always the kind of thing like, wow, that's like, to me, that's on the order of, of like, a you know, an organ donation or, or mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's such a, a selfless thing. Now, now, you are paid for your services, correct? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and was that ever an impetus for it as well? or, or Okay. And, and that's... Because there there are changes involved, and your your first two pregnancies, well, your your only two, well, the first two for you, were 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 pretty effortless. Yep. All right, and and so when someone is seeking out someone to do what you do, I assume they check your history and see, you know how yeah, how you a, delivered a full extensive medical history. Sure, and... sure. Okay, are you married? Yes. Okay, so when did you break this to your husband? When did you mention this? I mean, he always knew that really? I wanted to have more kids and he was like, that's fine, but I'm not going to have any more kids. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, he's kind of like the unsung hero in this whole thing because he doesn't get any spotlight on him or anything, but he was so supportive, held my hand through the whole thing and has yeah. just been so who really was, remarkable. who was in the delivery room? Well, I like to have a lot of people in the delivery room <laughs> really? to begin with, like for tickets? my kids, my parents, my sister's. I think his mom was in the delivery room. I mean, it's really? it's an event for us. <laughs> wow, that's um, that's pretty amazing. Um, so, oh, man, there, there's so much that I want to ask you, and I just want to thank you for doing what you do because there are uh, a lot of people out there who you know struggle with getting pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, with having children, and it can put a real strain on a lot of things. I yeah. can't even but imagine it, that, yeah, that. I mean, it's going it's a, through that, and, and you you desperately want it and can't get it. Right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it puts a strain on the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go into depression and you know all yeah. sorts of stuff. So, but I want to ask about your um, mental state afterwards because uh, you're you're growing this being inside of you and. Um, you know, there's this this bond that you just naturally have. Is there a relationship that you have with the baby afterwards, the child afterwards? Like, are these children still in your life somehow or another? Yeah. Um, okay. The first family that I cared for was uh, friends of the family. So we see them anyway. Okay. And the second family I connected with through another friend. Um, and I, we regularly text and they live in Virginia, so they we don't hear a lot. But when you talk about the bond that you have with the child... I know from the get-go that that's not my child. Like, does I, it have any of your DNA? No. Okay. No, and that, that must that must help, or that must help or mitigate it in a way, because as you said, you're you're providing the the oven, so to speak, mm-hmm. as opposed to the genetic matter that is going into the creep. But still, there is a uh, there's a maternal connection in in that your your body's taking care of this yes. this baby. To, to get it to, you know, to be born. And mm-hmm. so that that's that's cool. But you, you did you, like, postpartum or anything? There's nothing like that. No, I mean, from the get-go, it's not mine. I call it extreme babysitting. Yeah. Like, when you're finished babysitting, <laughs> you go home. I don't want any babies. Right, I don't right. want little babies. I don't want to be awake all night. I have the baby. You take it. Adios. Like, okay. I'm going to sleep all night. All right. So, so you tell your husband you want to do this. You guys decide. Okay, this is something we want to do. Where do you, where do you go from there? So you, you you said that the first group was people you knew. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. You get to help out. It's probably mm-hmm. an easy conversation to have with their with their friends, right? Yes. All right. So um, medically, what do you guys do? So you have to have um, a full medical evaluation. Um, you have to both the um, intended parents and myself and my husband have to go through a psychological evaluation to make sure we're not crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, how extensive is that? If I ever may ask, I mean, I mean, it's just a meeting with a psychiatrist, and she asks us a bunch of questions. It's probably the same thing if you want to get a pool. Mm-hmm. About, <laughs> about what about like you know, like with organ donation? There has to be some sort of um, 
biological match of you know. So is is there any like of blood type or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, really not. Like okay. the no science kidding. is so remarkable that the uh, fertility doctors can prime your body so that it can receive the embryo and wow. You're good to go. That's amazing. Okay, so medically, let's get back to that. So so they check you out. They mm-hmm. make sure that you do you know, psychologically you're good, medically mm-hmm. you're good. The couple, the, how do they, do they, they have to, uh, they're extract, I mean, the guy's just got to, you know, rub one out essentially, <laughs> uh, I guess, but. And, so nice. Right. So right. right. He's I'm, using medical I'm, terms. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they have to extract the egg from her. Mm-hmm. And from the then, donor egg. Okay, from, wait, okay, so it's not her egg either? So, for the first couple were two dads, and the second couple oh, was... Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, okay, so they get a donor egg, mm-hmm. uh, they they fertilize it. Yes. And then how long does that essentially have to, after fertilization, do they then put it in you? Well, it's frozen. Okay. So it can be... As long as... I don't... See, I, I've, I've, I've never had to deal... I don't know all these... Yeah. Things that they can do. So they fertilize and then freeze. Yeah. They so it's see all the, good to go. They want to see the cell development to a certain stage. Okay. And then they can freeze it and then they grade it whether it's a good embryo or not so great embryo. Okay. And they also, um, they can do fresh transfers. Okay. Is, it, is it the same company every time that provides the eggs for you? Um, the first family had a bunch of embryos from one mother and then the second family had a bunch of eggs from... Their donor. And what, what was the situation for the second family? The first family was two dads. Um, the first, the second family was a mom and a dad, and the mom had um, struggled a bit with uh, fertility, so they ended up getting a donor egg for her. Okay. Um, and then afterwards, um, she discovered that she had some medical problems and wasn't able to carry. Wasn't able to carry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so they they take this fertilized egg, and then what is the procedure like to essentially put the uh, put the bun in the oven? It's get up on the table, and here's a little so, tube and. So it really, literally not, takes like five minutes. It's like a not, mud, mud. not much to it. <laughs> yeah. Not much at all. Uh, no, the prep up with like you have to take a bunch of of hormone shots and everything to get your body ready to receive it. Prenatal stuff or like um, like a no, that would be different because no, that's I mean for you have to take them anyway. But like uh, you have to take estrogen shots and okay. and you have to keep taking those after the transfer also to keep your body thinking that it's pregnant. And as far as confirming that wow. it, everything is. Taken. How long before, before they know it's um, it's a go? I think it's two weeks after the transfer. You do a blood test. Okay, but and to see if everything is now like, lined up, and so you're you're right. you're basically through what the doctors are able to do. They're going to convince the body, your body, that it's pregnant, right. and so it will kick in and do all the things it needs to do. Right, and you run no risk of having sort of a a um uh, um. A genetic false. Well, you you are, but you are basically essentially pregnant. You're just not. You're just you're not producing that that pregnancy hormone, right? So that doesn't oh, that, kick in was, until it right until there's something in there to make it there. So uh, we we we, we mm. foster, um, you know, we we foster a lot of not the same thing, but animals, and a lot of times we end up keeping them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but so there's there's none of that again. There's none of that connection that that forms. No. Okay, you and, love being pregnant though. I do. You love it. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you like about it? Um, I just feel healthy. I feel pretty. Like I feel like I'm, yeah. it's it's a really nice feeling, and you get the um, the hormone release that does cre- there there is that you know I I know very little about I just know the things I've heard and I don't know if they're they're you know old wives tales or, or urban legends or whatever but that um, there is a, a natural biochemical rush that takes place during that process and you feel that I, I guess that's what I'm feeling yeah I don't know it just feels good I like being able to feel the baby like moving around inside and, yeah. Um, 
How old are the children you carried? Not not your own biological. Um, the children. first one uh, is three, and the second one just turned one in June. Wow! Somebody texted and said, "Oh, it only takes five minutes." So the same way the rest of us impregnated, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, yeah. twice the time, really. <laughs> What's the joke you hear the most often, or the snide remark? How much did you get paid? Yeah, there are a lot of texts coming in. They're yeah. thinking yeah. that uh, that you know this is all about the the money side of yeah. it. And honestly, uh, you... I would have done this if I would didn't get painted paid at all. And I was wondering that because I I know like I happen to you know I've I've talked to a few people periodically throughout my life who've done this, and uh, it's uh, they're like you. They were uh, they love this idea and. I guess when you know people, because we know within our own family, in you know, my family, people who have, you know, family members who have desperately tried to have kids and and, it, and they needed to use other sources uh, and took other avenues. And, and that level of duress, and as Casey was talking about, the, you know, it's just you want it so badly and, and you can help facilitate that. You know, that's mm-hmm. that to me is, is, is a plus. But you, honestly, it's not ridiculous to to get you at least you know in in some way covered for your your time i don't i mean, I mean we definitely appreciate it and it, was, yeah. it helped our family but it's not it wasn't the motivation to do this right okay, right so there there's payment there's obviously a lot of testing like you said the psychological testing all of that medicals mm-hmm. all of that um is it all organized by somebody or you just said hey yes i'll carry the baby for you and then you just go through a process yeah I mean, you can go to an agency and they'll set you up with a carrier and um, then you have to pay extra insurance and all this extra stuff that you have to do. But otherwise, I mean, we went to the fertility doctor and obviously they have a lot of experience with it. We did that. And then um, once I was released from the fertility doctor into a regular OB, then it's covered under medical insurance and you're... You're so it's covered own. under your insurance. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of my question. Do, do you stick with the same OBGYN and same delivery method every time and, and like it did the same pregnancy trajectory, for lack of a better term? Um, we didn't have to, but I chose to because, I mean, the first family was through one fertility clinic and the second family was through a different fertility clinic. And where do you actually give birth? Um, I, gave, I mean, at Einstein is okay. where I delivered, but so, I could have been anywhere. Speaking <laughs> of the birth, the, the delivery and all that, does the family have a say in how that is conducted? Because there are things like the epidural, there are, you know... Uh, home births? Yeah, there are home births, there, there are, are, are drugs a... to, to induce. Just stop at the home birth right there. <laughs> yeah. there. There are drugs to induce, there's C-sections, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. So how much say do you have, how much say do they have? Um... There's a contract in okay. the beginning. So there's um, certain thing, and everything would be negotiated before anything happened in the contract. Like a, like a C-section, which I assume you, right. you would... You'd, you have no you'd, say you'd have over no really. Say, you'd have right, to do right. that. It's to really say at that, that point, yeah, it's yeah. whatever's medically necessary. Right, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if they wanted me to eat certain foods, it would be in the contract. If they right. wanted me to walk every day, it would be in the contract. And what and if they were... specified the new Popeye's chicken sandwich? <laughs> and and I would you say couldn't no. get I'd it. say <laughs> Chick-fil-A all the way. There you go. Um, um, I, no, I want to point this out because there are some really stupid people in the world. And one of them texted and said, not to be a dick, but equally... Uh, you have men who are sperm donors, so she's not that special. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the world of text messages. Yeah. Um, yes, it, it's slightly different when you're carrying a yeah. child to term yeah. and spanking it into a jar. Yeah. yeah. When he two um, pushes a human out of his 
Exactly. This is not a, somebody carrying a baby to gestation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of inherent dangers that come along with that. Maybe that person didn't understand that she was carrying It might baby. be. That's yeah. kind of why nice I wanted to reset nice. and, right. and call them a moron if they did know. But anyway. Right. Um, um, hey, are you going to do this again? No. I hung up my uterus. I'm all really? done. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just hanging right by yep. the front door? Okay. Grab it when I need it. <laughs> um, Did you mention uh, your children's feelings on this? Did the, have they voiced an opinion? Um, my daughter was kind of at the point where she was like, whatever, like it's doesn't have to do with me. So Can I, I get really a pony? Um, <laughs> yeah. And my son was like, okay, where do I stand in the delivery room? Aww. Like he was, he's was very invested in everything. I think at this level, listen, everybody's entitled to their, their opinions or perceptions or, or whatever. But again, knowing, you know, within family proximity, the, 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 the want of having kids and, 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 you know, being frustrated with not being able to and then have, you know, being able to provide that to, to people. You, 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 know, you seem like a, like a caring person. You have your own kids. And, and um, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing to be able to facilitate for a couple, you Thanks. know? I'm yeah. happy I was able to help. Would you, would being a surrogate ever be a consideration? For those who are tuning in, uh, Allie is a gestational carrier. That means that the egg was not hers to begin with. A surrogate uses their own personal egg to be fertilized. But would you have ever considered something like that, or is that too much like a part of yourself? I think that's a little bit too close. Okay. That would be a little tougher for me to yeah to do. And then I would ha- I would be afraid I would have that emotional bond because it is a part of me. So yeah, I didn't want to <coughs> have that issue. Well, we've not. I mean, we we know people you know with you know Preston that are close to the show who have have mentioned. It, and it's as a, as a potential thing. It's it's, yeah. and, and for the very reason of wanting to help people fulfill their dreams. So yeah. Were, was the 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 process each time pretty seamless? Like they they put it in, good to go. The first uh, couple that I carried for, it was the first transfer, took right away. There were a pretty easy delivery. I got my epidural. I pushed twice, and she was out. Wow. Um, the second family, it was four transfers. Oh, we wow. started in January. Last transfer was in October. She finally took, um, and that was a much tougher, challenging pregnancy. How long do you have to wait in between each transfer? Like a cycle. Okay. How many tokens do you need for all that? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) A lot of tokens. (laughs) Wow. But so there's got to be a little bit of a um, stress put on your body through through each of those. Is there? Um, Yeah. The the last pregnancy was pretty tough with. I mean, pumping my body full of hormones and right. Trying to keep a level head through that, mm-hmm. um, but but well, let me we ask you to, to the point of like what President is talking about and, and snide comments and so on and so forth. It, 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 what's the ratio of that to the favorable response to what oh, you do? It's like one percent. Okay, like okay. hardly anybody. Uh, what about because people are asking about uh, breast milk? Is that do you supply that as well? Do you maybe pump and supply that to the uh, the families? No, neither of the families asked me to do okay. that. Okay, all right, but that's, that, that's not unheard of. <laughs> It's not unheard of. Okay. And I could have done that, but yeah. I didn't nurse my own kids, so. See, right. Yeah. We, we have three kids. We had three C-sections, so the doctor said that we, you know, sh- my wife shouldn't get pregnant anymore. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking. We- <laughs> you have baby fever, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I, I want another But she baby. hung up her uterus. No, nah, my, no my, your uterus is hung up, but uh, No, I really is. encourage anybody who had easy pregnancies, like, look into this. One uterus closes, another <laughs> uterus opens. You've read the book. I've read the book. Um, yeah. 
And Gary Lauer is offered here, Preston, to <laughs> donate sperm. Oh, so God. there you go. <laughs> if anybody can do this, I, I strongly encourage anybody to think it over, talk about it, and reach out to people. I mean, there's so many families that are looking for. Yeah. And do you know, do you know? Uh, okay, so about age. So if you're if you're carrying the child and it's not your DNA, you can be older, correct? I think so, but I don't know the right. that side of it. Okay. It, but everything is covered in plastic, and uh, you know, <laughs> right? Well, no, but yeah. you know, typically, you got to take your shoes. There's off. a bowl of old fruit by the. Uh... <laughs> no, but typically, you know, as you get older, the yeah. the women's egg, you know, count depreciates and all of that. But this would be a different case, and I I believe that you can, you know, be above the age, say, where maybe you would not necessarily want to be pregnant. Really? Um, but can still carry. Yeah. With uh, genetic testing these days, how much do you know about the baby before it's born? Like, uh, do you know the sex? Do you know uh, hair color, all of that kind of stuff? I don't. The doctors do because mm-hmm. they do all that. The first um, group of embryos from the first family, they were did genetic testing. Um, the second family that I carried for didn't think that they were going to need to have a carrier, so they didn't do the genetic testing. But did they know the sex of the baby? They did not. Okay. Wow, and it's interesting. I'm keeping one eye on the text messages. It's amazing how many people just can't even fathom that somebody would do this other than the motivation of, of making money off of it. Yeah. They just they can't I mean, wrap there are their people, mind around I mean, you. There are people that are just out for the money. And, sure. And, but yeah. listen, You're here to say not, you are not that person. I am not yeah. in that group. I can't imagine what you go through. I don't know what you were paid, but I can't imagine what you go through would be worth the, that money. Do you know what I mean? There's got to be more to it. You, you've got to be more invested in it than just the, the dollars that you're getting. I mean, otherwise, I mean, if I wasn't doing it, I mean, carrying a baby, I mean, I could be sitting here and be pregnant right now. Like, it's not, I'm not using any other extra energy or anything. Like, the delivery is the hard part. So. Well, I'd say not- this also. If someone is in it for completely avaricious reasons, and the end result is a family that's desperately trying to have a child. Yeah ends up with the child that they're going to love and that they've wanted and, and it's 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 a, a gift from God and it's something that they've hoped for, it still works, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it, it, it that's, especially at this level that you're doing, I, I don't know, I, I don't have kids, so I don't think I'm, I'm, you know, completely armed to talk about all of this, but on, on that level to me, it seems like, again, knowing from my own family and knowing from the desire to have kids and how powerful that can be, yeah. For some people that, that um, well, you know, they, they, you know, you get it, it works out. Mm-hmm. So for whatever the reasons. But I mean, you're, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal that people like you exist. Thanks. So it's really cool. And and couldn't exist a long time ago. You know, yeah. that, like people right. that couldn't yeah. have babies a while back yeah. couldn't have babies. But now they can. Now there are options because mm-hmm. of Allie of, of having your own child. And um, science has allowed this to happen. And, and generous souls like yourself have allowed this to happen. So do, I echo Casey's sentiment that thank you. Yep. That's, that's yep. a cool thing. So thank do, you. I do, appreciate that. Do you yourself take any? Do, do you see any downside to people who do this? Is there something where you think, it, you know, that to, to to play devil's advocate? Is there anything that bothers you about people who might do this or some people or their 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 modus operandi for I think if you're doing it for the wrong reasons I think that's yeah okay a little not as great but okay you know you're still well, doing it so yeah yeah we got to put it out there to the audience and let you guys know uh what uh, what you think about Allie Dom she is a guest a gestational carrier different from a surrogate uh, so text the word yes if you think she deserves a cash prize from her friends at Sunoco. You can text the word no. 
uh, if you don't think so. So 39333 is the text number. Do it now. We'll take a break, and Allie's going to hang out, and we'll find out uh, what the what the people Great. say oh boy. when we come back. <laughs> yeah. Not your average listener, Allie Dom. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This Friday at 5 p.m., kick off your Labor Day weekend with MMR's annual Back to School A to Z. Our annual list of thousands of songs that run the gamut. A unique, deep, and no-repeat A to Z countdown. Ten days of Oh Cool, Oh Wow, and undoubtedly a few... Oh Noes. All in alphabetical order. MMR's Back to School A to Z. Presented by Exton Nissan. 2018 Nissan Rogue SUV, just $18,990. And from 93.3 WMMR. Everything. And we mean everything that rocks. Hey, Marissa Magnata, an appearance today. Dilworth Plaza, she'll be there from 5 to 7, and it's the Center City Sips event. And Frosé. Frosé. We're going to have Frosé while Marissa's there, so make sure you stop by and see her. That is today. All right, so we have had a Not Your Average listener in our studio this morning. Uh, We have Allie, who is here with us, and um, we put it to a vote. But before we go to the vote, should we hear the theme song? I think we should, yeah. Absolutely. Casey did a new Not Your Average Listener theme song, so we'll hit that one more time, and then we'll uh, reiterate the information. Here we go. Preston and Steve on radio, I think this might be my shot. 250 cold hard cash sure would help a lot. Not your average listener. Sponsored by Sun Go, they're not your average gas station. I want to win this promotion. They don't have a fuel peak performance. I simply just want to win. They've been doing it for American racing for 50 years. I want to show the people that people are not like me. Text the word yes to 39333. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A round of applause for Casey, yeah. everybody. And Sunoco for being our uh, the new theme sponsors. song. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sunoco, fuel your best. I was just going to add that. And we also want to give some love to Allie because she came and she told us her story. It's uh, Allie Doms, by the way, a not your average listener, a gestational carrier, not a surrogate, gestational carrier. And we went to the phone lines and we have the totals and the votes are in. All right. By the way, someone was asking, there's a difference between this and a uh, aircraft carrier. Yeah, there is yeah, a yeah. slight difference, yeah. yes. Oh. So the votes went 90% one way, 10% the other, and they lean 90% towards yeah. Yay! So that means Allie's winner. We give her $250 cash prize, courtesy of our friends from Sunoco, of course. And uh, more importantly, she has the honor of being a Not Your Average listener. And we got... We got some really great feedback. Uh, I'll read a couple of uh, messages that came in that came along with the votes. Uh, Somebody said, hey, thank you so much for bringing awareness to this topic. I'm a lifelong listener, and I am going to be a carrier soon. My sister and her friend could not have children, and this became a passion of mine. And I'm building a college fund for my baby girl. Uh, This is not all about money because we are putting our bodies on the line. I'm helping a family's dream come true while helping my child have a safe account. 
Uh, thank you, Allie. You made my year. How about that? Wow, thank yeah. you. Another one says, this woman is a hero in my book. My body rejected every pregnancy. I nearly died just trying to have children. And I wish we uh, had a sur- I wish we had surrogate options back then. Uh, here's another one says, I was a gestational carrier for my sister. Didn't get paid, but if I did it for anyone else, I would absolutely expect to be paid. It's many, many months. Uh, I... Uh, Oh, leading up to the to getting pregnant, it took us a year to get through the process for our first transfer. Uh, leading up to getting pregnant, and it took us a year to get through the process for our first transfer. Time and time again, it's very time consuming and stressful. So, these are people just uh, chiming in. So, there you go. So, we're going to take care of you in a little two fifty. Thanks, guys. You bet. Awesome. I and think you, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. You are. Yeah. I mean, I know there's going to be difficulties. Yeah. And by the way, how long have you been listening to our show, uh, Alan? Uh, since your Y100 days. Nice. Wow. Long, long time. Excellent. Well, thank you, and congratulations. Thanks. You've done good. Thanks Let's so hear much. for Allie Dumbs, not your average listener. And if you, my friend, are interested in being one of the people that we put on the air and tell the story about, then you can email us to listener at WMMR.com, and we'll check your story out, and we'll see what we think. You know, we, It's got to run past us first, and we have to go, okay, this might be worth putting out there to the audience. And uh, and then we go through the process of getting you in here in the story, and we see what happens. We've had everything. I mean, I, the, the rare is the case where the audience doesn't buy into it. But for the most part, listen, if you, you go for it. You yeah. never know. You throw it out there and see what happens. Yep, exactly. Uh, I'd mentioned that the weather's going to be really nice uh, this weekend. It's going to be sunny and low to mid-80s. Perfect. Uh, but the Farmer's Almanac came out with their predictions for the winter. Oh. Uh, and apparently they're calling for something called a polar coaster. Polar coaster. <laughs> yeah. That's the new one at Six Flags. Yeah, the new polar coaster. Uh, I don't know. There have been many of the years past where the Farmer's Almanac has forecast stuff that was not even remotely accurate. I don't keep track. I, I hear these things about winter, and then winter comes and goes, and I don't bother to go, hmm, wonder what the almanac predicted. And <laughs> yeah. I never go back and check. I don't. Well, you know, I'm the only member of the show that has an active working farm. Ah, so, yeah. so you So I do consult it, it often. Like a hawk. <laughs> like a hawk, honestly. Uh, you know, I got, well, before I'm in <laughs> here, I'm, I'm, I'm plowing the lower 40. I don't, I don't uh, think that's true. It's probably... It's vague whether okay. there's, yeah. it's true or not. No, no, but I mean, because I do. I always say, well, what is the, because of the farmer's almanac has a history of, well, no. It, it turns out statistically, I, really? from my understanding, no. Okay. Where are they calling no. all this information? They, they ask the animals. Well, they, they don't really, it, it's, it's a bunch of stuff. They, and they're secretive about who puts out the almanac as well. Oh. You know what they use? Uh, they use our app, our weather forecast. Oh, they look out the window? Uh, so the Farmer's Almanac provides, here's here's a little bit of information, right. uh, Casey. 16 months of weather forecast for seven zones across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and it has become a closely watched predictor of weather, particularly winter weather. While this forecast trends around this time every year, the more than 200-year-old almanac shouldn't be given too much weight on its own. Uh, you know, because obviously meteorologists say, dude, don't listen to the Press, almanac. One year I lost my entire orange crop. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Man. What, but did you, I felt the sting Did of you it. get some insider trader information on I, that, I, though? I did. That may have helped you corner the frozen Long story con- short, I ended up in a cage with a gorilla. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I prefer not to talk about it. I think it was the Dukes. Yeah. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? People go, what the F are they talking uh, about? They know they yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so anyhow, Casey, you know what? I, I thought it had information on where the Almanac uh, gathers its information, but I don't have that here. All right, so what are your thoughts on that? Like, I like the idea of there being a lot of snow. I I, I don't know. I just... I don't. You know, I Listen. I'm over it. Even it though I have to, like... Start I'm... snowing on December 22nd. Yeah. yeah, yeah stop <laughs> snowing on December 26th. Now, mind you, for the business, snow around the uh, the, the Cardboard Classic... For businesses that rely on it, great. It can snow up in the Poconos and so on. Weekends, man. Well, weekends. Weekend. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you this, that's Nick. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. We were in, we had a winter where, Preston, you know like clockwork, the snowstorm was going to hit Monday night into Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. If it snows, we had a horrible blizzard. Remember that one time and it hit on like Friday into Saturday. That's fine. Then you can go out and enjoy it. You're not in the mad rush to get cleared away to get out to work and all that yeah. stuff. And we're, yeah. listen, rescue workers, fire workers, medical yeah. people, and radio people. We're essential. <laughs> we, we've got to make it in. Well, and and, uh, and so that, that sort of mandates, we, you know, our, our, our sojourn in the morning. Now, the one thing is, and I'll say this all the time, we benefit from coming in. When you come in early, yeah. you can, you, the, I prefer... Uh, you know, on, on the unplowed streets and just getting through and, and coming in s- slow and steady. When stuff starts to get mushed up and mucked up yeah. and the intersections get all impassable. Yeah, there's traffic. The that's traffic, what, that's yes. What really makes well, it Well, yeah, so, um, and I think, like, twice last year, um, the snow came at, like, nine ten o'clock in the morning, and all these people actually went into work, and then they're leaving work early. I mean, it was really, yeah. really bad. There was a one day I went and picked my kids up from school on the way home, and you know, thank God I did because, like, buses weren't getting down the streets. And- Nick Murphy and I, we, we did a, a video shoot over at Worldwide Stereo in Ardmore. I, I remember this. Uh, and it started hitting in the afternoon. And it was during the week. And it took him, what, like six hours I remember that. to get to yep. the city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, snow has become nothing but a hassle to me. I don't care. Yeah. You can have it. I don't want it. Yeah. Listen, I know Winter Wonderland. And, and you like that. That's great. Yeah. But, but me personally, I, I can deal without it. If we had an entire winter without seeing a flake, I'd call that a win. Listen, <laughs> even if it's cold and uh, give me a give me a nice chilly around so you can see your breath and sit sit by the fireplace or just set your couch on fire, whatever have you want to do, cocoa. have some cocoa, and that's that's good for me. I don't need um, uh, the the joy that you would have in school, the school years. Yes, uh, gives way to I've got to make a living years, that's, and that's it, <laughs> yeah. Steve. Yeah, that's it. It ended with school with me. <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, so they're saying the National um, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's official winter seasonal outlook will be released in October. Uh, but Farmers Almanac gets on this stuff now. Um, and what they have to say, uh, so the question is, where should I see these freezing, these frigid temperatures? It says the 2020 edition of the Almanac predicts that two-thirds of the country will face a colder-than-normal winter season. The worst of this year's bitterly cold winter will affect the eastern parts of the Rockies and all the way to the Appalachians. Uh, the outlook says the Northeast, including cities, listen to this, such as Boston and Washington. Mm-hmm. Notice Philadelphia is not in there. <laughs> why? 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 National weather information never includes us. Yeah, why? We, we, what do we matter? Uh, can anticipate colder temperatures uh, than, ex- than typically expected. Uh, the biggest drop will happen in the areas across the northern plains uh, to the Great Lakes. It seems kind of normal. And if yeah. you're talking a normal, then you, more, colder than normal, that can be two degrees. Yeah. That can be two, two or three degrees. Um, Preston, your children are definitely old enough to help out with this snow removal. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we make them. Okay. Because yeah. my youngest is the only one who happily 
I don't even have to ask her. She comes out and like, well, help me until and and I'll go, go inside. You know, why don't you send out your brother and your older sis, uh, sister that can actually, you know, help? I don't know. Like maybe I, I need to start putting my foot down because that's the only like can. drag about it all. Is is it time? Is it time to replace them out? We have a gestational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here, here. <laughs> well, now Trade we gotta start in. all Might over. Be something again. like, oh, you guys aren't working out. Uh, yeah, you should tell them to get out there and help you out. Yeah, okay. I mean, hit them. That's probably the thing to do. No, no, you don't do that. I'm sorry no. Uh, so when does this wintry weather start? The coldest conditions are expected to arrive during the last week of January. Okay, and stick around through the beginning of February. Yeah, that's. Right, that's kind of standard. The, the, the cabin fever months. That's like one week. Yeah. yeah. It's the last week of January and stick around through the beginning of February. I can handle that. For seven days, that. we're going to have winter. <laughs> and then it moves on. Winter for seven yeah. days. I mean, if you think about it, uh, the, you know, the most amount of people that are born are born in, in like the September. Nine months after winter. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's like holed up and there's nothing else to do. Banging their brains Sit out. Around and, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Uh, That was before uh, Hulu. So the eastern half of the U.S. will have a suspenseful start in 2020. The Farmer's Almanac predicts strong and gusty winds. Was this Jethro or Goober who came to this? This (laughs) This is our area. Depending on where you live, January 4th through the 7th and 12th through the 15th could have copious amounts of snow, rain, sleet, and ice. Could, could, could. And for those who live northeast of the Texas Panhandle to the western Great Lakes... Watch out for what could prove to be a memorable storm producing hefty snows uh, for the Great Plains during the third week of January, the publication says. I'm sure I've asked you guys this before, but what's the coldest you've ever been? Coldest environment? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, several degrees below zero, but... Do you remember dipping in Antarctica? No, I I can't remember being... uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I I was in Vermont. Okay. That was the coldest I had ever been. It was below zero. My dad got frostbite. I mean, skiing in Vail, Colorado, and whiteout conditions seem pretty cold, yeah. but I, I don't know how. But you're geared up, too, so, yeah. yeah, and you're getting exercise. I don't what know, about I, you? Boston, uh, for New Year's one year, it was the uh, same as you, Kath. It was below zero, like not um, below yeah. freezing, below zero uh, Fahrenheit, and uh, it was just unbelievably frigid. It, and it, it blows your mind. It does, yeah, but that's not even bad compared to what they get in North Dakota and northern Minnesota and, and Alaska, so I don't know what people, how people deal with that nonsense. I made a mistake. I went down to Jamaica to Club Liquid Nitrogen. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and it was freezing. You should have been effing freezing. False advertising. Yeah. So, all right, here but we I go. I left my wallet at home. There's no the tip. <laughs> what does this mean for spring also is the question. Be prepared to stay bundled for a while. This year's winter will cause a slow start to a spring season, according to the Almanac. Uh, people in the Midwest, Great Lakes, Northeast, and New England should expect winter to linger. Preston. Uh, three years ago, I lost about a thousand chickens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You and your orange crop? Yeah. And your your chickens? chickens? Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, winter. i that's when I stopped paying attention to the farmer's almanac. Thought about raising alpaca or something like that? <sighs> you know, they're really I furry. did, but I misunderstood raising. I just put them up on a platform. Oh, okay. <laughs> we lost the caller. I wanted you to go to them, but they said oh. something about the acorns in the trees and that they use um, that, right. the amount, well, uh, to kind of... Because, because I've noticed... There are so many acorns in my neighborhood. Really? Yes. And you think that might mean a robust winter? What kind of time do you have? That's you can sit around looking at your said. acorns. Yeah. No, they're all over at our pool. Dennis, I've noticed a lot of acorns. No, at our pool club, they're all over the place. I've noticed an increase in them this summer for sure. That membership needs to be a little more 
selective. You know? All right, I have information here. Can I go? Do I have time, or we got to take a break? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit. Well, you're kind of tapping your pen. Right, so right. I thought maybe I'm you just, wanted... you know. Oh, I thought you were sending me. No, he has an acorn app on his watch. Thought you were sending me a signal. Uh, so here we go. How are the predictions made? Marissa found this. Do you know what the source of this was? Like Wikipedia? Farmer's Almanac. So this is how they say they do this. It says the editors of Farmer's Almanac firmly deny using any type of computer satellite tracking equipment. There you, we- go. you wouldn't want to use that. Whether lore or groundhogs. Uh, oh, weather lore or groundhogs. Okay, so they don't use this. What, what they will admit to is using a specific and reliable set of rules that were developed back in 1818 by David Young, the Almanac's first editor. These rules have been altered slightly and turned into a formula that is both mathematical and astronomical. The formula takes into consideration things like sunspot activity, tidal action of the moon, the position of the planets, and a variety of other factors. Not, who's the, not who's, acorns? Yeah, not no, acorns. Not, who's the guy who came up with this? Uh, his name is David Young. In 1880? 1818. 1818. The only person who knows the exact formula is the Farmer's Almanac weather prognosticator, who goes by the pseudonym of Caleb Weatherby. Yeah, his real name is John Bolares. Uh To protect this proprietary... and rel- No, John hates the almanac. Oh, dude, by the way, John... Anytime was... we'd ever bring that up, he would uh, he would, he would, would just curse it. John was taking shots at weathermen on uh, on Twitter last John, week. Uh, John, please. You're the weather messiah. It. Please. <laughs> please, relax. No, the weather ayatollah. No judgment, please. No, no, no. If he's if he's the savior, <laughs> he should not be judging people. And oh. the weather ayatollah. All right. Anyway, that might not be the way to go. Uh, so it says to protect this proprietary and reliable formula, the editors of the Farmer's Almanac prefer to keep both Caleb's true identity and the formula closely guarded brand secret. I am married to a raccoon. Uh, while some may question how a publication that started over two hundred years ago can make such accurate weather forecasts. The Farmer's Almanac editors like to remind everyone that this formula has been time-tested, challenged, and approved for nearly two centuries. I don't believe that. Uh, It is the oldest source of consecutively published weather forecasts, even longer than the National Weather Service. It says, unlike your local news, government, or commercial weather service, the Almanac's forecasts are calculated several years in advance. Once the new edition is printed, the editors never go back to change or update its forecasts the way other local sources do. When weather threatens, check in with Cooter. It says, though, weather forecasting and long-range forecasts... now. <laughs> Thanks, Cooter. When so, weather threatens, go to Cooter 10. <laughs> it says... The, the new service. He sits in the back of the van. Yeah. Looks like ran. <laughs> No fancy Doppler. No fancy satellites. Just a guy in bib orals. Looks like snow. <laughs> Thank you, Cooter. This badger told me it was going to rain. <laughs> it says the weather forecasting and long-range forecasting in particular remains an inexact science. Many longtime Almanac followers claim that our forecasts are 80% to 85% accurate. Now, I, I use the Farmer's Almanac for all my investments. Mm. Well, it says check out on our money page. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> on our, oh no, on the money page. Okay. <laughs> uh, to see some of the very accurate weather events predicted by the Farmer's Almanac. So. Listen, it's a nice little uh, addition to help you make, you know, your selections and so on and so forth. But I've I've seen... 
No, I I forget who did it or who reviewed the Farmer's Almanac for accuracy, but it was hit or miss. It's like Mm -hmm. 50-50. Case, do I have time to take a call about acorns or no? Uh, Is it line two? Yeah. Yeah. All right. James can explain the acorns. Hi, uh, James. How are you guys doing tonight? (laughs) Great. Great. It's James Brown. All right. right. Yeah, about every four or five years, the acorns will start dropping real heavy because that way they can replenish themselves as uh, seeds. So you, it just keeps the squirrels from, uh, you know, the squirrels from taking all the acorns. So you're saying this is a, a seasonal thing? Like every couple of years, the acorns are are, are weighted, they're heavier? No, I mean, uh, not, have, not heavier. They just drop more. Oh, okay. So, so they can replenish themselves if they have to um, and try to keep uh, the squirrels. I'm going to believe this guy. It it's it's yeah. James Brown, the godfather of soil. He does. <laughs> he knows his business. He knows yeah, it. Yeah, his yeah, business. Yeah. yeah. I love, I, I love that name. One of the best names ever. Thanks, James. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good day. You too, buddy. All right, we'll see you later. Yeah, so <laughs> Godfather of Soil. He's great. Blair's tweeted last week, do we need TV local weatherheads anymore? <laughs> nope. Antiquated. Wow. Mm-hmm. John is going Throwing after his own. He's thrown down. I guess shade. somebody's maybe a little bitter about not being on TV anymore. John, he loved being a TV weatherman. Yeah, but we don't him. need it anymore. I don't need him. It's antiquated, apparently. Well, the weather Ayatollah now steps in. <laughs> All right. We should take a break. Yeah. We're going to do that very thing. We will come back in uh, just a moment. And uh, we have another guest on the way in the Bizarre Files, so we'll do that stuff when we get back. Don't forget, secret text for a chance for you to win tickets to the Outlaw Festival, uh, the music festival at uh, the Man on September 13th. Text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. The President Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We shall take another run of the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, let me dive into here and see what I can find for you. We'll start with this one. Washington police say that a man who called the police to report his truck had been stolen was committing a crime at the exact same time. I saw this story. Yeah. That's a mind blower. So he called the police while he's actively committing a robbery. Yeah. William Kelly called 911 after his vehicle was taken from a parking lot just before 6 a.m. on Sunday. When the police arrived, they reviewed nearby, nearby surveillance video, which captured a man on a 10-speed bicycle riding up to this guy's truck. Uh, the man found the keys sitting on the front seat, and he just got in and drove away. What kind of world are we living in? I'm trying to rob a place and my car gets stolen. As the officers continued to investigate, they discovered that Kelly's car was stolen while he was busy <laughs> robbing a business across the street. <laughs> Authorities did not say what Kelly was accused of stealing, nor did they identify the company he allegedly stole from. He was stealing irony. But he was taken into custody on a previous warrant and hit with a new burglary charge. Offers, uh, officers are still... Trying to locate the person who stole his truck. They never found the Hilarious. truck. Yeah. A man's decade-long pain in the ass has finally disappeared after a long overdue trip to the hospital. The 55-year-old resident of the Hunan capital of Changxia, uh, his surname was Chen, had experienced a stinging, tingling sensation in his buttocks for the past 10 years. Earlier this month, he finally decided to go in for treatment, and an x-ray discovered the culprits. Eight embroidery needles 
were in his butt. Oof. All right. How did eight oh embroidery God. needles end up in his ass? So Chen had accidentally fallen while working on a scrap pile that included a bag of the needles, which became lodged in his butt. Uh-huh. He then pulled them out himself, and he thought that he had gotten all of them. But no, apparently some of them had stayed with him uh, these past 10 years, being a regular source of discomfort and pain. So what about the zucchini? Uh, they were fun. Well, this wasn't in his butthole. Oh, it was, okay. uh, in his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. It was not his butthole. I, I was just naturally thinking butthole uh, no, as they, opposed to fleshy part of the buttocks. No, they were finally removed in a four-hour operation at the hospital. Uh, this is yet a good reminder not to put off a visit to the doctor's office. Also this month... <laughs> A uh, Guangdong man's headache was finally relieved after 30 years when surgeons removed a parasitic worm that had been living in his skull. Jesus. A man linked eight months... uh, Okay, yeah. Okay. A man linked eight months ago to a Florida 1998 cold case murder when he applied for a job requiring his fingerprints for a background check has been sentenced to life in prison for crime. That, that many years after committing the crime. Yeah, so Todd Barkett was told uh, his sentence on Friday after he was found guilty of first-degree murder and the death of 68-year-old Sandra Better in August of 1998. Now, Better was working at a consignment store when she was stabbed and beaten to death during a robbery. Now, police say that they got their big break in the unsolved case this past December when Barkett applied for a job... That required a fingerprint background check. Wow. His fingerprints matched those found on a decorative marble ball at Lou Shea's consignment shop. His DNA also matched evidence from the crime scene, so they linked it together right there. Cobb said that uh, hadn't they hadn't had his fingerprints because he had no rap sheet. Uh, well, he's not a musician. No, he's not, no. Uh, during testimony this past Thursday, Barkett admitted that he was in the shop that day of the murder but denied killing better. Uh, he said that he had stolen a hundred dollars. So they just had these prints in evidence. They didn't link them to. They didn't know whose prints they were at all. It's amazing. And he didn't have any uh, record, so he didn't. Ha- and when he did this, apparently it triggered, and boom, they connected him. It's amazing. A California man remained in jail Monday after being arrested over allegedly shooting arrows at vehicles on the street from his truck. Jonathan Frank Musella was arrested Friday afternoon. His officer searched a uh, served a search warrant at his house. It's got to be hard to shoot arrows out of your truck. And uh, they seized several bows, bolts, and arrow tips. Uh, five days earlier, authorities received a report of a man pointing and shooting a bow and arrow into the street and at vehicles. He was sitting on the tailgate of his truck, Steve. Okay. Uh, deputies responded to the scene and interviewed Musella. That seems the smart way to do it. Who had bows and arrows with him. Uh, while the officers did not find him using them and did not see any damage in the immediate area, they followed up on the case and they ended up taking him into custody without incident. So he was just firing off arrows at people. Thought I might shoot some arrows at cars. You want to come? <laughs> An off-duty police officer who was jogging was one of two women who reported seeing a 28-year-old man exposing himself and pleasuring himself while riding a bicycle on the trail. So he was well, able to, to do both of those things at the same time. But well, he wasn't shooting arrows at the same time. Right, yeah. No, so, yeah. So, okay, so he's riding along. Everything's sort of squished up on the bike seat. Mm. Uh, okay, William, yeah. William Benjamin Brown is accused of uh, riding his bicycle while exposing himself and pleasuring himself at the same time. 
An off-duty police officer said she was jogging on the asphalt trail when she saw Brown with no grip on the handlebars. So he's going, he's going hands-free and doing this, right? You know. Wow. Uh, Brown, okay. yeah, Brown was in a full view of the public while he was pleasuring himself. It's disgusting and perverted, but yet impressive. It's intriguing. Uh, about a half hour later, another woman saw Brown on his bicycle, uh, spanking it as well, going in a different direction. Uh, he was using the overhand. Grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said uh, she later saw Brown sitting on a bench, spanking it in the open as well. At, at some point, don't you? Uh... Yeah, take Complete. a break. Yeah, yeah you yeah, need yeah. a break. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm chafing. Uh, Brown is charged with two counts of aggravated indecent exposure. So I gotta get a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll wrap it up right there. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you. So we've been talking about this secret text word all morning long, and we now need to get a winner. So Kathy, why don't you give me a number caller? I'm gonna go with twelve. All right, twelve is the <laughs> caller number twelve. The number you're asking for is 12. 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win, so I hope that you do, and I hope that you call. And I hope you're calling number... What was it? 12. Caller number 12. We'll come back in just a moment and get that winner and more. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And we had had this secret text word that we've been uh, talking about all morning long, and now it's time to uh, find ourselves a winner. We were looking for a designated caller number. I think it was caller number 12 that we were looking for. And we do indeed have that person. It's Doug. Hey there, Doug. Hey, all right. Oh, my God. I finally got through. You did, sir. Doug, you give me that secret text word, and you win. What is it? How about bandana? Bandana is correct. Absolutely. And since you got that right, Doug, we are going to give you tickets as MMR Roxy Outlaw Music Festival featuring Willie Nelson and family with Bonnie Raitt, Government Mule, and more. That is September 13th at the Man. So congratulations, buddy. Awesome. All right, hang on. We'll get your information. Don't forget the uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. We also grabbed a random texter, and that is Samantha Hermanson, who is from uh, Turnersville, New Jersey. And Samantha will get the exact same thing. Man, I hope we can get Willie Nelson to come by for an interview. That would be so cool to talk to him. We missed an opportunity years ago. Yeah, it almost happened. Yeah. I was really excited to meet him. but uh, You know there are loads of stories there. Yep, absolutely. So we'll see if that ends up happening. Hey, before we do the lesson question trash, can I do a short up? Yeah! yeah. I got this really nice one. Uh, it's from a guy named Gavin Wagner, longtime listener of MMR and our show in particular. And uh, he he said that uh, listening every weekday before school became practically a ritual for me during high school. I'd be getting ready for the best of segment and would come on. Uh, so I'd always hear something good and I'd listen through my drive to school. And if we had free time in class in the morning, I'd always tune in. Um, and anyhow, he writes in and says, I leave for my first year of college at Rutgers, New Brunswick this Wednesday, today. Uh, though I am not leaving my home state, I will be uh, just out of MMR range. And I will have to part with listening to you guys live. I'll be sure to listen to the podcast. So that means that Wednesday morning, 
will be the last time I listen to you guys live for a while. In fact, I will be in the car driving up to Rutgers with my dad and brother during the end of the show. Huh. So, so here's my idea. And I need some help because I don't remember this, guys. So I've always wanted to do this, but I've lacked a good enough reason. I'd like to request a shout-out for my dad, Frank, and my brother, Juan. Our family of three is quite unique, and I am grateful for the relationship that we have all have with one another. Uh, they're a great part of the reason that I am where I am today. I owe them much love and shards. And I know there will be changes as I move on to college. But to remind them that I will always be thinking of them, could you guys play Casey Boy's song, You Can't Put My Love on Hold, from several years ago? Now, I don't remember this. Neither I, do I. I. Casey, was it the song that you tricked the interns with? You, uh, Casey wanted Rick to. The interns with. He wanted to pull a, a prank on the interns. And no, so, that was I, the Ron Does, uh, and that was uh, oh the Ron Does. Po- that was uh, Poison Sumac. I think it was the name of that. <laughs> okay, song. damn. But do you remember something called "You Can't Put My Love on Hold"? Uh, I don't remember that. If not that, how about uh, your taco? I was, just, I was just wondering if any of you guys knew that. I don't remember okay. that. He goes on to say, "My dad, brother, and I thought that this was." Oh my was, god. The funniest thing when we it aired. It? What we have it. Oh well, then this is a mystery to all of us. None of this, us remember uh, this. So this happened. Uh, at least the date I have here is January thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. All right. So first we have, year. Well, oh, no. We have all this stuff. Uh, no, two thousand five was the first yeah, year yeah. here. So we have this digital editor, and it's got you know, if we put any piece of audio in it, it just stays there, and we forget about things. And it's a ton of stuff. In if there. you put a search in, you can you can find stuff if you okay. know what it's called. So I, it looks like this might have something to do with. I might have said that. Um, oh, it's only twelve seconds long. That all that's all you need. Country songs sound the same. Okay. Oh, I used snippets okay. of this. All right. Okay, I know what it is now. Then we should play this. Yep. Yeah, let's okay, try it. So out. this is for uh, Gavin and Company. So here we go. You can't put my love on hold. My love burns on. It don't get cold. If you love her poker game, I'd never fold because you can't put my love on hold. <laughs> oh my god. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that that is, is good. yeah, yeah. That this is guy is a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four. You can't put my love on hold. My love burns on. It don't get cold. If you love her poker game, I'd never fold because you can't put my love on hold. <laughs> Ninety three, three. I want to put. I want to point out that's two Casey songs in one day. I know. Wow. It's, like a, it's a veritable concert. Wow. Wow. To Nashville with that. So, so he said, I'm, "I'm pretty sure we'll be on the road and tuned in MMR between ten and ten thirty. So this would be the best time for a shout out if possible. I'll text you guys." this uh thank you for always putting a smile on my face gavin wagner rutgers university school of environmental and biological sciences so he wants official he wants a shard out for his dad too if you don't mind doing that so i was mainly curious about the uh the song that he had mentioned so well there it is how about that uh marissa said it became a ringtone when oh hang on here let me turn the mic on go ahead uh june 13th 2013. No, June 18th. So it became a, a ringtone two years before it was made? Well, I think because our system uh, changes so often <laughs> yeah. that the, the dates... Oh. oh, I got you. Okay. Get, so it uh, might be even older. Yeah, updated. So uh, mm-hmm. it became a ringtone then, so I'm checking the logs in the few days around then to see what we were talking about. We're a major market morning show, so yeah. our equipment will actually have uh, stuff in it that we have yet to produce. All right, so uh-huh. the last day we played that song was January 13th, 2015, and then three days later we played this hit. Okay, what was this? Oh no. No, I see what it is. Here we go. 
That's my yawn yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No. No. Did we do this? I think a no, listener did it. we're not that talented. A listener had no sense. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. I love that yawn laugh. Let's go through someday and find like a bunch of stuff like that. Oh yeah, Yeah. old old songs that we haven't heard. We can do an on air clean out that were generated from this show. Oh my god. All right. Anyhow, uh, so well, there you go. Well, good luck at school. By the way, a few people texting in saying they're in New Brunswick and they pick us up just fine. Yeah. Really? You know what, Gavin? It was all for nothing. Download the app, dude. It was for nothing. Yeah, and you can listen live via our app at WMR, uh, through, through uh, your phone. Yeah, it's, are it's you free. 18? Don't you know how to do these things? Well, maybe he meant because he's going to be in class. He's going to be in oh. class. He's going to be learning and becoming whatever he's becoming. No, he said he was going to be outside of the listening area. He's going to yeah. be outside so of the listening area. He said I would just be outside of MMR range. Well, I think it goes in and out there because my dad used to work out there, and uh, he always listens to us on on his way in, and he would say he would lose us in Was that where spots. Janis Joplin's apartment was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember not being able to listen to my favorite radio show when I had class at 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. No, classes don't start till 8. Anyway, uh, it all makes sense. Like Casey said, it's free. WMMR app. Okay, lesson question time. We're going to do that now and we're going to give something away and uh, we have your chance to win. By the way, a pair of tickets is MMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, English Beat, and Angel Dust. It's going to be Sunday, September 22nd. The man question I have for you this morning is who is in charge of the weather predictions for the Farmer's Almanac? (laughs) Not the guy I mentioned. No. This is a theoretical guy that Steve made up. 215-263-WMMR. What was his name? Who is in charge of the weather predictions for the Farmer's Almanac? If you heard it, you ought to know. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University's test drive from September 9th through the 13th. And you'll experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. Sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Pete Davidson becoming verbally abusive during a show for students at the University of Central Florida calling them privileged little a-holes. Davidson then left the stage, hopped hopped into his limousine where masseuse gave him a massage as a violinist performed Chopin. Trying to spit that out. my God. And Mama June, we know what's going on with her. She's abandoned that gutted home in Hampton, Georgia, and uh, moved into an RV with her boyfriend, announcing plans to travel around the USA. First stop, says June, Hawaii. (laughs) Hey! And finally, Miley Cyrus received gentle hugs and lingering kisses from Caitlin Carter before taking the stage to sing the emotional song Slide Away at the MTV Video Music Awards. Cyrus reportedly kept breaking away from the kissing to tell passersby, quote, We're lesbians! (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. All righty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Who is the name of the guy who is in charge of the weather predictions for the Farmer's Almanac? He does it from the back of a van. 215-263-WMMR. I'll go to John for the answer. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. All right, John, who does the weather at the Farmer's Almanac? Is the Cooter. Cooter. <laughs> Hang on, John. Yep, we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, The English Beat, and Angel Does Sunday, September 22nd, the Skyline Stage at The Man. And you'll also be qualified for the grand prize, a guitar wow. signed by the band. 
and some tickets remain for the show at Ticketmaster.com. Alessa do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. It's brought to you by Temple Football. Temple Football battles uh, Bucknell on Saturday, August 31st. Yeah, this Saturday, 3 p.m. at the Link. Lincoln Financial Field and uh, kids' tickets on game day are only $10. Visit owlsticks.com. Uh, Gibson has announced the worldwide launch of the new limited edition Chris Cornell ES335 tribute guitar. Was that the uh, the model he played most often? Mm, that I don't know. Uh, a pre-sale has already begun. While on September 3rd, all Gibson Chris Cornell ES335 guitars will be sold worldwide through Authorized Gibson dealers. It would stand to reason, yep, probably, right? Steve. I'm not sure, though. Uh, the guitar was officially unveiled earlier this year at the star-studded I Am the Highway, a tribute to Chris Cornell concert supporting the Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation. Uh, Gibson made a donation in addition to offering a selection of the limited edition ES-335 signature guitars to the foundation to raise added funds. So that is coming out for purchase. John Bon Jovi revealed the title of his upcoming album uh, during a performance at the Norwegian Pearl Intimate Stardust Theater aboard the Runaway to Paradise uh, Mediterranean Cruise. He told the crowd that the project will be entitled Bon Jovi 2020. He said, it's an election year. Why not? I couldn't do any worse. And Barbara Walters also sings on it. Uh, Jovi added that another reason for the album title is that he has a clear vision moving forward after the band's 2016 album, This House Is Not For Sale. Uh, Bon Jovi 2020 will deal with more socially conscious themes, including a song about veterans who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and the recent shootings in Texas and Ohio. Is that cru- is he doing one of those Bon Jovi cruises? Is that around the Mediterranean? I don't know. Because I know he was doing a cruise, but yeah. I didn't realize it was a little bit more luxurious. Yeah, I'm not sure, Steve. And then one last thing. Sting has publicly condemned Brazil's response to the fires raging across the Amazon rainforest. Remember, this was his cause. His big back, deal. Back in the 1980s. He, he got, got a full album that. about it. Yeah, and a post to Facebook, the music icon criticized President uh, Jair Bolsonaro, who rejected a $22 million aid package to help fight the fires. Sting wrote, populist leaders citing nationalist agendas or claiming that climate change and its handmaidens are a hoax are guilty of much more than standing by and doing nothing. This is criminal negligence on a global scale. Uh, He said Amazonia is on fire at an unprecedented rate, 80% up from last year. And with 39% more deforestation, and the world is suddenly taking notice. This is no place for the outdated bromides of nationalism in a world where we all breathe the same air and where we will all suffer the consequences of this willful negligence. He said, calling Amazonia the lungs of the earth may not be exactly anatomically correct, but it does convey that it is a vital and irreplaceable link in the chain of well-being on our planet in the increasingly narrow band of climatic vectors where human life can survive. We simply can't afford to let it burn, he says. Too so many big words in that one. There are a lot of big Broke words. Broke out the source for that. He yeah. left off the part, though. There was a part you left off where he called Buffalo the butthole of the world. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> which was disparaging and, un- and unnecessary. I mean, we were talking about the Amazon. Yeah. 
He was because he was trying to do a correl- a correlations between oh. various parts oh, of the world and, and on Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he that said would... that uh, Florida sort of looked like a penis. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, Michigan looks like a hand. Yeah, yeah. Florida looks yeah. like a penis. Okay, so you know these are the, by the way, <laughs> people were asking. You know, Italy looks like a boot. Florida looks like a penis. Right. <laughs> All right, so we have our next guest here in the studio to tell us about an event that is coming up and whatever might be going on in the city concerning TVs and film. She is the executive director of the Greater Philadelphia Film Office. This is Sharon Pinkinson. Everybody. How are I'm you, so, Sharon? I am so happy to be back. Nice to see you Great again. Great to see you guys. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, the film office also, you know, I mentioned television in there as well. So it's not just movies. There's uh, a film. Anything that needs to be photographed. That, that you got to use a camera for. <laughs> You guys assist with, you have your hands in, you know what's going on. Exactly, exactly. Everything's television now, so whether it's a movie or, you know, a doc, whatever it is, it's all going to be on television. Yeah, especially with all the streaming services and the the glut of new stuff, but it's uh, the good times. Glut, I wouldn't say glut. You know, we call it bandwidth. Bandwidth, okay, yeah. We we definitely have so much going on. It's really a most exciting time ever. That's cool. There's a party coming up, and, I mean, the Emmys have become the place for Essentially, movies on television, great movies on television. You look at things like Game of Thrones and so on that are these you know huge cinematic pieces of work. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there's a special Emmy event coming up this year that you wanted to tell us about. Yeah. Well, every year, you know, there's a, a big Emmy award show uh, that happens, and this year it is September 22nd, which is Sunday night. You know, all the award shows are on Sunday night. So it is, um, so we reached out because we have so many television series shooting in Philadelphia right now that I thought, wow, you know, let's, let's, what, why aren't, why is everybody just doing these same Oscar parties. Let's do an let's do an Emmy party. So we we reached out to the Television Academy and said, you know, we've we we want to do this thing. You know, we're really excited about television and the pipeline being so strong, and we want to we want to partner with you and have an Emmy party. This well, we never do that. We only do New York and L.A. They checked out our educational programming and how many shows we had, and they said, you know what, we're going to do this with you. We love what you're doing. So we are the only sanctioned um, television academy Emmy party, viewing party, outside of New York and L.A. ever, ever, ever. And we are so excited That's about awesome. it. That's yeah. awesome. Especially since the, a lot of times, you know, for the longest time, there used to be this, well, I'm doing movies. I, I don't want to do television. Now you have Meryl Streep doing, uh, you know, the, the HBO series. And exactly. You have, so everyone realizes that a lot of times the best scripted stuff you're going to get is stuff that's going to, you know, that's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or these or whatever HBO and then television is really where they, a lot of this this new stuff is at. So it's it's really going to be cool. And the fact that you jumped on it is great. Yeah, we're we're really super excited about it. So we are hosting the semi party, uh, and we partnered with Live Nation. Uh, they're so excited to to partner with us. They're great. It's going to be at the Met. We're going to have it in the Grand Sal this year, uh, which is a VIP room, which is going to be amazing. And so it's limited access. You know, it holds 250 people. There's 
Uh, there is VIP tickets and general admission tickets, and there is food and booze for both groups. <laughs> uh, but you, if you come VIP, you get to do the red carpet um, uh, time and, and hang out there. And there's going to be a lot of surprises for the VIPs and, and open bar. And, and you said uh, Mike and Alex from uh, Fox 29 well, are going to be... Yes. So they, so, um, so Mike and Alex from, uh, are going to be our hosts because every year... They give it to a the um, the television academy lets a different um, network broadcast network show the uh, the Emmy show on TV and this year it's Fox so our fabulous anchors that everybody loves on Fox in the morning are coming to be our MCs for the first couple hours and you know they're gonna I know that we're gonna be having a great time with them. they do live so. cut-ins right and it's part of the deal right um, that, you yeah. know it, that we don't have exactly all the plans right. of what they're going to be doing but that's definitely the goal that's what we want to do so with this with us and you mentioned all the stuff that's being done in this area can can we expect a, a modicum of celebrity uh, presence at this well or? The, everybody's going to be in yeah. So, you know, if they have, you know, if they have like a 4 a.m. call time on Monday, (laughs) it might be a little tough. Yeah. but we're inviting everybody. We've got a ton of celebrities in town, and we're, you know, we're really, um, we're going to party on. How do we get tickets if people are interested in going and attending at all the different levels? Sure. So you can go. Um, you can you can reach out to the film office. You can buy the tickets um, right from Live Nation. That's where you get the tickets. Yeah. Reach out to us on our website. Call us at the film office. I mean, I think. Uh, uh, you, but you'll be able to get it online, and maybe you guys can post it uh, after the show. Oh, we definitely show. will. Yeah. By the way, the film office, it's film.org, right? It is film.org. It doesn't get easier than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, so, okay. so with that, you know, we, we were just talking, you, you were talking about people in, in town. I mean, uh, Idris Elba was in town not that long ago yes. filming, correct? Yes. He, yeah. uh, he just wrapped out of the show. They have a couple more days of uh, Concrete Cowboys, which it is now called. Um, so we've been. Is this a series or, or a, it's a movie? A, it's a, it's an independent feature film. Okay. So, um, which will eventually be on television. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, we're really excited about that. It's uh, uh, the uh, Neighborhood Film Company, which is a local company, is producing it. Local director, local team, crew. It's just, it's a really big deal. So, who give us? You know, if you, if you can, who all is in town? Who's what? What's filming around? Well, sure, we've got yeah. we've got an AM. CTV television series called Dispatches from Elsewhere and Jason Siegel's it's his it's his baby so he's wrote produced it directing uh, some of the episodes and starring in it Sally Field like I mean come on she's Sally, awesome yeah yeah she, if you haven't looked at her filmography in mm-hmm. a while you'll go crazy like everything you've ever seen and loved she was well, she was in one of my favorite movies of all time places in the heart you know just like in, the, in my top 10 and she's that she's the the star of that Fantastic. It's just it's it's almost it almost made me cry when I went back and read her filmography. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Andre three thousand. Uh, um, who am I forgetting? Uh, oh, R- Richard E. Grant. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So there's some people there that you're you're gonna we're gonna love this show, and it's it's um it's a very unusual show. <laughs> So I think it's it's going to be incredibly engaging, and they're they've been here now for months, and they won't wrap until the end of October. So mm. I know I know you're aggressive and and rightfully so about getting aggressive. people to, to well about getting people to realize <laughs> what this city like we're talking today about I'm the a far- cheerleader. The Farmers Almanac doesn't you know it doesn't mention us or you know Washington and New York always Philadelphia is right here. We are so with, hot with great 
opportunities, and so you want to get the word out, and rightfully so. Exactly. So, uh, 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 are you finding a lot of takers in the uh, in the industry that are? You know, oh yeah, well yeah. we also have we, Netflix is here with Queer Eye. You yeah, know, we're, yeah. So, um, so we've been. I guess we can talk about it now because everybody already knows anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, we're really uh, excited about having. Uh, you know, next season is going to be all Philly, and those guys are doing a great job. They're covering every inch, as is Dispatches from elsewhere. Um, we're in pre-production on an HBO uh, series, which the probably one of the biggest stars in the world, which is Kate Winslet. Wow. Which is really huge. So that one won't even start. They've been in pre-production for a while and they so will. So Titanic the sitcom, right? <laughs> it is not exactly that, <laughs> but it is Kate Winslet. No, she's and- great. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and so it and she's actually a producer on it as well. Uh, it's it's set in Delaware County, um, and it's quite a, a brilliant series. Casey, and, Kate Winslet, set in Delaware County. Yeah, imagine Just two of your favorite things ever. Yeah, I love Kate Winslet, and I love Delco. So there you go. I'm having a barbecue. I don't have the date set yet. <laughs> it's it's going to be really great. And when you when I read the script, I mean, you could hear all you could hear Delaware County. I mean it. It's just amazing. So you can that, hear the accent and everything. Absolutely, <laughs> I swear that's the way it was there written. There you go. Yeah. So it's uh, Rose. It's, that's the, the latter part of Rose's life. Yeah. Oh, no, no, she moved to Delco. <laughs> that's how it ended. Yeah. yeah. She thought the Titanic was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a place called Springfield. <laughs> so they're they're going to be um, they're going to start shooting in November all the way through March. So wow, it's it's great. So we're we're really. Super excited! Night Shyamalan's got a television series that he's done for, for Apple. He's, uh, for Apple, yeah. but they haven't launched Apple yet. But well, I, the, they rolled out some of the, the shows that are going to some some of them uh, that they're that are going to be appearing on the. They're, cha- they're whispering about yeah. it. Yeah, some they, really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, amazing. getting back to the the Delco thing, are they doing the Sun Studios there? Yes. Is, okay. Yes, okay. they're set up down there. Okay. Exactly. I love this. I love this. This is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so by the you way. you got to come. You know, these tickets that you got, guys got to come because it's going to be an amazing uh, party. I want to point out that Greater Philadelphia Film Office is a non-for-profit uh, yeah. organization. Thank you. So they need uh, donation support, absolutely, to continue on. And Sharon really fosters this relationship to have more uh, projects come here and be filmed in Philadelphia. Because that, mean, that means jobs locally. It means jobs. It means spotlight on the city. It means making, you know, which can create more tourism and all that stuff on top of that. And if you're a filmmaker, um, the office is here to help you yeah. as well. That's right. Um, and it's free permits, help. It's free help. Permits, getting you in touch with the right people, all this stuff is right there. Nick Murphy used them when he was going to be doing some filming. And Tiny's like, dude, I couldn't believe it. They got me the permits to film, helped me, you know, get in contact with the police and what I need to do to have this area, you know, that we can work in. Right, right. And and that's what the film office will help you do. That's yeah. how Casey's going to get Kate Winslet to his barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, since we are the very best film commission in the world, yes. we yeah. can help you. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Excellent. So once again, September 22nd, is that when the party is? That the party Emmys? is September 22nd. The tickets, the general admission tickets are $100. Oh, that's great. It is the 71st. Emmys, uh, that 71st Emmy show, and so our VIP tickets are $171. Okay. I mean, come on, guys. This is going to be a really big <laughs> night. No, it's cool to and get a taste of something on that level. 
If you, you know, yes, it's a blast. It, it's very cool. It's, it's going to be a very yeah. cool party. And there's lots of surprises that I don't want to give away. So, And the um, Met is perfect for this. And the Met is perfect. And we're really excited. HBO is one of our sponsors, is one of our, um, uh, one of our uh, sponsors and, um, and I, oh, and, um, uh, First Trust Bank oh. has come on board, and I, we're hopefully going to be able to tell you a lot about a lot more uh, partners with us. Coming excellent, on board. excellent, yeah. cool. All right, well, we will uh, we'll share the information, uh, Sharon, and we'll make sure that uh, that that's a, a great night for you guys, a great party. Please come. Absolutely, okay. thank you so much. See we appreciate there. it, Sharon Pink. The executive director of the Greater Philadelphia Film Office, a great organization. So we will take uh, one more quick break. We'll return in just a moment. Get ready to wrap things up, see what Pierre's got in store for you, and so on. Stay with us. Be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Wrap up the program. We're coming to the end. And have you heard that we are going to be playing all of the new Tool album? Every bit of it from, from beginning to end. It <laughs> starts tomorrow night leading into Friday morning. So midnight Friday. So, you know. It's always confusing when I say midnight at what night. So I know. Thursday yeah. night going into Friday morning, it's going to be at midnight. We're going to play all 88 minutes of it. As they say, tracking the album. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because Danny Carey, the drummer, wanted initially wanted to make one track. Yeah. The entire album, just one continuous song. Those guys could do it. They're just, they're beast musically. Uh, so, if you've been dying to hear that, we will have it for you. And then on Friday, don't we go into A to, a to Z. Z? Back Some to school A to Z. Music-wise, it's going to be a, a wealth yeah. of great stuff going on. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a journey. A journey. Journey. You'll hear some journey once we get to the J's. Uh, but, or wait a minute. No, it's my song title. What am I thinking? I was thinking of artist. Oh. Uh, but anyhow, you'll hear plenty of journey. You'll hear all kinds of stuff. You'll hear everything, man. So the A to Z is presented by Exton Nissan, and that starts 5 p.m. on Friday. It is, it's my favorite station event. I mean, uh, state music event that takes place at the station. Programming. Yeah, because I, I agree. I, I think we all feel yeah, that way because it's it. just, um, we, uh, I love that this is the only station that could pull that together. It's that the only station that will will do it and has. The, I mean, honestly, it's yeah. it's it's a big undertaking. But I, I, you know, we never hit the completion time because it ends mm-hmm. up being longer than we we thought. But never a complaint. It's it's yeah. amazing. And there's always new music added to it every single year. Yeah, you know, because you know we we're still current. But it's uh, that, and it's staggered too, yeah, so that yeah. no, you don't end up hearing the same bulk of letters. But what I like to do is try and guess what the next song is going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you'll hear the one, whatever's playing now, and alphabetically try to figure out mm-hmm. what what will be coming up. Next. I love that, and I love when you get into the song title and then the various um, remakes, the, the very yeah. covers, yeah. of those in yeah. succession. When you hit Watchtower, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to have a few versions of that coming up. So when you uh, hit um, um, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, there's obviously this, uh, Lemonhead's version, yeah. which had a big hit with it. Of course, the original, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Uh, Sound of Silence, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sound of Silence uh, with Simon and Garfunkel and 
then you have Disturbed covering it, you know, of all the great things that uh, amazingly work. So yeah. um, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. How you doing, man? Excellent. Oh, you know what? Real quick, I normally uh, thank our guests, so let me do that. Uh, our Not Your Average listener, Ali Dom. Hey! Gestational Carrier was on. I thought it was a very compelling story and a really cool person, and you did as well because... You uh, had elected her to win the cash prize from Sunoco, $250. So uh, and thank you to Sunoco. Fuel your best, our new sponsor, not your average listener. Uh, thank you to Sharon Pinkinson, who Yay. was just here. Uh, the Greater Philadelphia Film Office uh, Emmy Party is coming up on September 22nd. That'll be a good time. And you never know. Some of those celebs that are in town will probably show up for that event. Oh, my event. God, is that Jarvis? It, you never know. Jarvis <laughs> might be there, but also might be some really big Yeah, some there. big ones, yeah. Uh, thank you to John and our friends. It's the Kaya Outback. Brought by some breakfast sandwiches, grilled them up for us, and our guests, and don't forget their end-of-season showroom, showroom clearance sale is going on now. You can get the details at decksupplies.com, but stop by in Hetfield off Road. Route three hundred nine. I'm done. It's I'm the same thing. I could I could barely speak during the Hollywood trash, but it's uh, I think it's uh, because we're professional. I think that's, <laughs> a, yeah, that's why. That was it. Yeah. So thanks to John and company for being here this morning. That's all of my thank yous. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Awesome, excellent. Um, I think it's going to be a glorious day. That is a great prediction. I love it when that happens. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's do the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. So the Preston and Steve show is brought to you by the letter... N as in neurotic. Very good. We have a four-pack of tickets to every regular season Temple football home game this year. And Temple football battles Bucknell this Saturday, 3 p.m. and Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> and uh, kids tickets. The Bucknell grad right there. <laughs> kids tickets uh, on game day are only $10. You can visit owlsticks.com for tickets and information. <laughs> That's their mascot, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's the pre poop Yeah, pre yeah. Free poop kitten. Pre-purple kitten. Yeah. Free, free purple kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, what's up on today's show? I thank you for asking, good (laughs) sir. We'll have uh, so many tickets, I don't know how we'll give them all away. Uh, But we have tickets for the Outlaw Music Festival with the gentleman you were speaking about, Willie Nelson, a longtime MMR veteran, Bonnie Raitt, Government Mule. What a lineup at The Man on September 13th. And tickets, as you had also, I think you had Rancid. Do you have Rancid tickets this week? You you have the grand prize for the word of the week. I'm sorry, we gave away tickets too. Yeah, for Rancid, Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, and so on. Yes. Yeah, that's. uh, I've got another pair of tickets for that. Cool. Uh, So that'll be fun. Workforce blocks of Bon Jovi and Black Sabbath. And Elvis Costello for his upcoming birthday. Nice. All yeah, right. We shall fun. be listening in and enjoying, sir. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Also, the Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts and uh, Dunkin', I should say, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International and Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you can use any of over 1,700 locations nationwide anytime you want. Tomorrow morning, it says here on my uh, info sheet, shh, it's the prize. Oh, my God. You oh know what that means. Oh, my goodness. No we don't have anything going on. Uh, oh. One other thing. Oh, maybe not. All right. One other thing could I mention? I forgot. Please. Um, in my Bon Jovi block, I have... Uh, 
a couple of songs recorded on the current tour uh, that Obie O'Brien mixed at Abbey Road Studios, a couple of live tracks that we'll include in that block. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Very special. Uh, you were mentioning how much you'd love to go to Abbey Road, and Obie sent me pictures of himself mixing at the board Whoa. at Abbey Road. Wow. Uh, it's really cool stuff. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll tune in for that. That's it. We're done. Rage on. And have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow again. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Well, today is the first day I came into work not high. Today is the first day I realized this job sucks. Next message. To the woman who said, it's Wednesday, my dudes. I think I love you. Do you want to get a drink sometime? Hit me up. Next message. You kids are mowing the lawn for an empty car dealership. You got about 300 square feet yards of pavement to park on. Get off the street. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.